This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, celebrating 25 years of great NASCAR coverage. The Mountain Dew Southern 500 at Darlington, a tough race on a tough race track. But today's 44th annual event takes on an extra meaning for Harry Gant. It's his final race here at a track he holds near and dear to his heart. First race I ever seen here on a Winston Cup race was here at Darlington, and uh, that's where I came to a few times before I ever started racing. The races that I did get to see Winston Cup was basically here, you know. So it means a lot here that we could win here, and uh, and you know when I leave here, I'm probably going to say you know you always leave here saying, well I'll get it the next time. So I can't say that this time. So when I leave here, it's going to be a lot of emotions. You know, well there ain't going to ever be another time here in Darlington. But emotions aside, tire wear will likely force pit stops every 35 laps or so for fresh rubber. That's likely the difference between an early trip home and a trip to Victory Lane from Darlington. It's the Mountain Dew Southern 500 next. M-R-N Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Good afternoon, everyone, from the Darlington Raceway. Well, there's a lot on the line for many drivers here today at Darlington. For three of them, a $100,000 bonus if either one of those three should win. For others, like Rusty Wallace and Mark Martin, today could see them pick up some more Winston Cup points on leader Dale Earnhardt. And for half the field, Eli, I guess they just settle for maybe a win or certainly a top five finish because the season is winding down and there's still a lot of teams out there yet to go to victory lane. That's right. The countdown continues. Just nine races remaining on the 1994 schedule. Six super speedway events, including this weekend, and three races remaining on the short tracks. But I think with all of those side stories taken into account, the biggest story is the one that we touched on in the very, very open of this broadcast, and that is tire wear. If you remember back here in March when we visited for the Trans-South Financial 400. Tires were being changed roughly every 25, 26 laps. You'd be lucky if you could stretch it to 30 or 35 laps. And most of the teams are saying that will be the big storyline of this day. Can the Hoosiers go the distance? Will Goodyear be able to go the distance with a more dependable tire? As a matter of fact, NASCAR has taken it all under advisement, what with all the rain here. And there's going to be a mandatory pit stop for tires at lap number 25. That's how severe tire wear is expected to be today. It will be one of the big stories for sure, and most of the teams say as the day goes by and the more rubber they put in this racetrack, tire wear should get better after they put a couple of hundred laps on it, but that remains to be seen also. We'll take a break, and we'll be going trackside to visit with a few of the drivers. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. We are at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina, and as opposed to the rains and the problems of yesterday, today is one of those Labor Day weekend kind of afternoons that you just hope and pray for. 78 degrees right now. Northwest winds at 15, gusting to 25 miles an hour. Humidity only 47%. It really doesn't get any nicer than the day we've got going right here at Darlington this afternoon. A lot of fellas have a lot of stories to talk about here. One of those is Mark Martin, who, of course, drives the Valvoline 
Colleen Ford had a fine day here yesterday dancing around the raindrops in his Winn-Dixie car and he's set to go to the green today from a number six starting spot. Winston Kelly is along with Marcus. He takes the family in hand and heads back to his race car. Yeah, wife Arlene and uh, son in his arms as we're walking back toward the Valvoline colors. Mark, the defending winner of this race, also a victor yesterday. What is it about Darlington that you're able to get around so well? I don't really know. You know, the key is handling. We have a good setup that we run here. We run the same thing about all the time and uh, just seems to work good on the long hauls especially. A lot of concern about the tire wear today. Will and the, the fact that we'll have to stop so often, will that affect your driving strategy on the track? Well, it's the same old Darlington. We have to stop our, you know, often all the time. So uh, we'll just keep this thing going as good as we can keep it going all day and see how it turns out. The defending winner and winner of yesterday's Gatorade 200, Mark Martin, rolls off six this afternoon. Well, he's been on a pretty good streak here at uh, this racetrack over the last year, couple of years anyway, so he should have a good run here this afternoon. Kenny Schrader finds himself on the outside front row starting position. It's been a strange racetrack for Kenny. We were talking about that on Friday here before they went out to qualify, that he had been on the front row a couple of times, even went down into turn one once, and the engine just completely went away before they even made one lap. But the races that the car has lasted all day, he's had some good runs. Let's see if Dick Brooks has caught up with Kenny. Well, Ken Schrader's sure getting uh, better race cars, I guess, for this, as the year goes along. It just gets better and better for him. But you're on the front row this time again. How about today? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, car's been running awful good uh, all year. We're like everybody. We didn't get any practice here, but uh, we ran good here in the spring. We're ready to go. You uh, starting up front like this at a place like Darlington, is it, how big an advantage is that? Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's a whole lot here. You know, we're going to have a yellow probably pretty early into the race to, to look at tire wear and that because uh, we didn't get any practice, but uh, it can't hurt. You know, there's less guys to mess up when you're up here. <laughs> That's very true. It's awful hard to pass here at Darlington. I've been the same way. I've started in the rear, I've started in the front. Depends on the first caution flag or first stop where you come out at, uh, where you have to do it all over again. But it's a little bit easier if you're in the front all day. I'll tell you guys. And that, of course, from Dick Brooks, who finished second here in a Plymouth back in 1970, finished second here in 1971. A total of three top five finishes in Dick Brooks' career here at the Darlington Raceway. On the Bush Pole here this weekend, Jeff Bodine out of Chemung, New York, the Exide Batteries Ford, qualifying at 166.998 miles an hour. And there's another story that has to go hand-in-hand hand with Jeff's qualifying run this weekend, and that is now with the realization that Ernie Irvin might not return this season to drive in the Texaco Haviland Ford. This Bush Pole is the fourth of the year putting Jeff Bodine only one behind Ernie in that chase for the Bush Pole Award that's handed out at season's end and I'm sure Jim Phillips that's something that Jeff although nobody wants to think about pretty much has to think about at this stage of the season. Well, certainly we will be thinking about that, but it's Bush Pole winning speed 166.998 miles per hour. Your fourth puts you in a good standing to claim the Bush Pole Award of the Year. Well, we're not even thinking about that. Uh, you know, we're happy with what's going on with, uh, with the team, uh, the way we're running, uh, won some races, some poles. But, and, you know, today hopefully will be a good day. Uh, you know, I think the key is just our, our faith in our team and our faith in, in uh, God to uh, say hi to Matthew, Matt, and Kathy back home. Uh, as long as we keep faith, everything will be okay. Does it, uh, here at Darlington Raceway, why is it that it seems like this track is so hard on the left side tires? It's just very abrasive, the asphalt is, and uh, it takes a while to put some rubber down. They're going to pit in about 25 laps uh, to let everyone change tires. 
probably the first two runs are going to be real bad for tire wear. After that, it'll get better, and we're hoping towards the end of the race we won't have any problems at all with tires. Last uh, seven races, it's been either feast or famine for your team. You've either won it or you've uh, really finished back. But I saw last week that that pit crew was getting you out of the pits. Now we're proud of the team, the crew, everything. Uh, it's kind of like every other week we get in Victor Lane, so this is the other week. I guess we're going to be there today. Jeff Bodine, the Bush Pole winner, 166.998 miles per hour. Certainly a lot of teams in there feel like that that's the car they could be chasing here all day long. We spoke about Harry Gant just a moment ago. He finds himself starting back in 15th position. Harry has to have all kinds of emotions here, this being his final race at Darlington. Let's see if Dick Brooks is with him. Well, I sure do. and He's uh, probably had a lot of emotions in a lot of places this year, and uh, he's not crying, so I guess he's not, <laughs> he's not missing it too much, but he's sitting here getting ready to go. Harry? I know people keep asking you this, and, and it's, I guess it's my job to do it, too. But do you have any special feelings about special places, especially like Darlington? Well, a little more here at Darlington. You know, we've done real well here at Darlington, and it's one of the oldest tracks and the, the one that I always liked the best of all the tracks. So uh, knowing you won't come back here again, you know, you got to do the best we can do today. That's what I always look at it, you know. There's no second shot here after the day. <laughs> well, you don't have too bad of a qualifying spot. Uh, we were just talking earlier about uh, starting in the rear, starting in the front, and how much difference it makes and stuff. But Darling is a little bit tough if you have to come up through the pack pretty well. What do you plan to do today? Well, we, uh, you know, we hope that we'll be able to kind of just stay up towards the front. That's what you want to do because you get back, you're in a lot of trouble. But uh, we'd like to stay up towards the front all day if we could, if it didn't push the tires running too hard. That's the big question right now, as it was with yesterday in the bush. And uh, it worked pretty good yesterday to kind of take it easy a little bit, then work way up. But uh, that's, that's our plan. Well, that's Harry Gant. He's had a lot of seat time and a lot of race cars and a lot of time at Darlington. So we'll see what happens. If experience has, makes it work, he ought to do it. Harry Gant knows his way around this racetrack. We were just talking in the, in the booth here a minute ago. If he has a car that's capable of doing it today, old Harry could pull it off. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. We're back at the Darlington Raceway, closing in this, on the start of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. And as Eli touched on a moment ago, I don't think I've seen this prettier day in Darlington here uh, as we go into the Labor Day weekend as we've got this afternoon. It is very cool right now compared to what we normally have. Usually we come here, the temperatures are going to be up in the high 80s and approaching 90, but today yeah. it's going to be very comfortable. Yeah, right now about 76, 78 degrees and really a magnificent afternoon. When we come back, we'll take a look at the starting lineup, and you need to make note of how quickly these cars get around the racetrack because this being NASCAR's oldest super speedway, the inaugural race here, the pole speed was 82 miles an hour. And as recently as 1991, Davey Allison sat on the pole here with a speed of just over 162 for this weekend's race. 36 of the 42 starters broke the mark that Davey set just three short years ago. We'll give you that lineup when we come back. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Sponsored by Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR. 23 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement. By Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. By STP, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. STP, drive a better car. By Anheuser-Busch, Brewers 
years of smooth bush beer and easy-drinking bush life by Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76 by Heilig Myers Furniture. At Heilig Myers, we furnish America. And by your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. Good afternoon once again and welcome back to the Darlington Raceway. Beautiful weather here this afternoon, absolutely perfect compared to what we had yesterday when we fought some rain showers all day long. 42 cars lined up and ready to get down to NASCAR's oldest super speedway and certainly one of the toughest. The concentration level here, every driver you talk to, they'll, they'll work that into the conversation some way or another that you race this racetrack more so than you do the competitors, at least for the first 300 miles or so. This racetrack opened on Labor Day weekend of 1950 and helped lead stock car racing into the future. It was a track that was built for speeds of roughly half what we're running right now. Again, the pole speed for that inaugural race here in 1950 was 82.400 zero turned in by Wally Campbell in his Oldsmobile 82 miles an hour and today's bush pole speed of 166.998 so it's easy to see how you have to race this racetrack let alone worry about the competitors and we've seen some of the best in the business out here leading this race driving out front all by themselves no traffic around and just suddenly go into the wall including Dale Earnhardt and Bill Elliott two of the best in the business field begins to roll down into turn number one as they'll make, what, two laps, three laps, or they haven't said? Haven't made a determination yet. One would guess at least a couple of laps, certainly, as the field begins to roll off the line right now. This is a jam-packed grandstand. Uh, everywhere you look, the new red Tyler Tower across the way, it is filled as possible. There are even folks kind of sitting in the, uh, I hope Fire Marshal's not listening, there are folks sitting up in the, uh, in the aisleways up near the highest portion of the seats here. It's that kind of a crowd here. Always is at Darlington. And we mentioned earlier, this is a 500-mile race. The reason we stress that is because the event here early in the year, the Trans-South Financial Race, has been changed to a 400-mile event. But uh, tradition being what it is, the Southern 500, now sponsored by by Mountain Dew remains at the 500-mile length. The Unical Challenge today here at Darlington, that means if Jeff Bodine, the pole sitter, goes on to win, he'll collect $15,200 as the pace car takes him up through three and four. We're still waiting on the indication as to how many laps they'll make around here before they put them under green. We'll remind you again, there will be a mandatory caution to bring everybody into the pits to check tire wear because they have had excessive tire wear here all week long, so they'll be bringing them in at lap number 25 to make a check and make sure what kind of wear they can get and how long they can go on those pit stops. Coming down to the line, and now the indication goes up. Two more laps, and we'll go to green flag racing in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. As the pace car, Pontiac pace car, takes them down toward turn number one, we'll take a quick swing around the racetrack right now to cover the action for us down in turns one and two, which lie to the north end of the speedway. Joe Moore. Thanks, Barney. Good afternoon, everyone. To glance back up into turns one and two, there's enough asphalt there to where looks like the cars could run about six abreast, but actually barely too wide because the groove is way up. A lot of that asphalt is runoff area down on the inside, leading to the grassy apron on the inside of the track in this turn. They'll run way up high and as the race goes on, they work that groove in on the outside. They get right up against this outside retaining wall where they could easily pick up that traditional Darlington stripe. Off turn two, it's a scuttle down the back straightaway. Again, right up against the outside retaining wall as they head to turn three. And where Joe is, the turns are banked 25 degrees. The straightaway is flat, 1,228 feet long. And then to the other end of the speedway where Alan Bestwick has a look at a racetrack that is far different from where 
where Joe Moore was standing. Thank you, Eli. Good afternoon, everyone. Positioned on a platform at the top of the grandstand, all the way at the turn three end of the backstretch, right at the entrance to what is perhaps the trickiest corner in all of NASCAR racing. Turn number three, same as turns one and two, is that it looks like it's got a lot of pavement here, but really you can only go into this corner single file. The track takes a very sharp turn to the left. The banking is almost flat at the entrance of the corner. Then it sweeps up in front of you. You kind of just very gently set the car into the banking, bury the throttle, run around a very long arc across the turn number four. Then you're facing that retaining wall again. Another sharp left off of turn number four. Plenty of places to get in trouble at this end of Darlington Raceway. As you mentioned earlier, also, this race is part of the crown jewel of racing, the Winston Select Million, where today Sterling Marlin, who won Daytona, Dale Earnhardt, who won Talladega's Winston Select 500, and Jeff Gordon, who won at Charlotte, have a chance with a win today to take home a bonus of $100,000. And that's a lot of incentive to get up there and get to the front of the pack and pull out a win here this afternoon. I believe there are eight former winners here at Darlington of races at Darlington in the spring and in the September race in the field. Dale Earnhardt has won. Darrell Waltrip, Bill Elliott, Harry Gant, Terry Labonte, Lake Speed, Ricky Rudd, and Mark Martin are the drivers that we're showing in the field that have won races here before. That's not a very big list, is it, considering we've really got 42 isn't. guys out there? A lot of fellows who are still trying to figure out what exactly unlo unlocks that uh, key to a win here at Darlington. Terry Labonte, who has won here, starts back in 22nd position. This is Terry's 467th consecutive start. The record is 513, held by Richard Petty, dating from February 1971 through March 1989. So as far as the Ironman record is concerned, Terry Labonte starting to set some sights on that. But right now, the concern is the next 367 laps. The racetrack measures 1.366 miles around. The Mountain Dew Southern 500 set to go green. Down to the line, green flag goes in the air, and on the break, Jeff Bodine will get out in front of Kenny Schrader. He wants to go into that corner, single file, and I believe he's going to be able to do it. Jeff gets a top spot going into the turn. Schrader, though, pulls up to his outside, and Ward Burton bears down on the inside. Burton trying to challenge there on the inside. Here's Schrader now trying to squeeze it in front of Ward Burton. Will not be able to do it. They'll race side by side down the backstretch to turn three. Burton with the inside line. He's going to grab the spot. Schrader will grab third. Nemechek is fourth. Mark Martin falls in line fifth, and Brett Bodine in sixth. The man at seventh spot on the move is Jeff Gordon. He'll come up off the low side of the racetrack and get back in line just ahead of 8th place. Bobby Labonte, Rick Mass 9th, and Bill Elliott 10th. 11th and 12th going double file to turn 1. It's Greg Sachs diving to the inside of Kenny Wallace trying to challenge there. Jeff Burton also trying to move up. It looks like Kenny Wallace is the one who'll get lost in that shuffle. Hung up on the outside. Wallace is in the Haviland Ford. Right now he's going to be able to beat Jeff Burton down the straightaway. He's also going to get up alongside Greg Sachs and outpower his way to the outside. Wallace all the way out of the wall. Kicks up the dust. He's still to the outside of Saxon Ford. That is still door-to-door -door for 11th position as they come off turn number four. Now they'll tuck in single file. Greg goes all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack, and Kenny tries to get him on the outside back in one. Greg dives to the inside. He'll hold off the spot while up front. Ward Burton goes to the inside of Bodine. Here's Ken Schrader going to his outside of the battle for second. Burton was not able to get up alongside Bodine. It may cost him second. Schrader with a little more muscle on the straightaway. He's going to motor on by on the outside. Schrader now takes over second. He's about five car lengths behind Jeff Bodine. It is single file all the way back. Darrell Waltrip losing a few more spots. He's back to 23rd. Ricky Rudd picks up a couple of positions. While off turn number four, Sterling Marlin makes a neat inside move around Dick Trickle to grab a spot. The leaders are back in two. Jeff Bodine's got a couple of car lengths on Ken Schrader. The race now is going to be back for the fourth spot. It's Mark Martin diving down to the inside of Joe Nemechek. Tries to drop alongside, but isn't going to be able to do it. At the entrance to turn number three, he'll fall back in line single file. Here is Jeff Gordon now in the seventh spot. Try to find a way around Brett Bodine in six. 
first. He also was not able to complete that move by the entrance of three. He'll just tuck back in single file. Looking a little further back in the pack, Darrell Waltrip has picked up a couple of spots, and so has Rusty Wallace. Now Ricky Rudd comes underneath Harry Gant here at the start-finish line. That's the door-to-door -door battle going into one. Rudd picks up the 15th spot, clearing Harry Gant, while just ahead, Jeff Burton's on the move. He goes to the inside of the Greg Sachs car. They'll go side-by-side side here as they exit turn two. Mark Martin will grab the fourth spot on the back straightaway. He dives underneath Joe Nemechek off the second corner, moves up a spot, watching that side-by-side -side race between Burton and Sachs. Jeff Burton now will grab that spot in three. Kenny Wallace driving for Robert Yates also gets caught to the high groove, losing two more spots. Morgan Shepard goes by. Ricky Rudd goes by. That's the 13th and 14th, and that battle's still trying to unfold while Kenny Schrader goes for the lead. Schrader's got the shot down on the inside of Jeff Bodine. He tracked him down, was right on his bumper, took a move down on the inside, but had to fall back in line. Go go single file now to the entrance of turn number three. Also Mark Martin on the move. He's right up on Ward Burton's back bumper for the third spot. Everybody staying in line single file, this time off of four. Kenny Schrader has a strong car. Both times coming out of turn number four, he stuck a fender alongside Jeff Bodine. He puts it up there one more time. Let's see if he drives in underneath him in turn one. Nope, he won't do it. He's taking a little bit lower line coming into turn number one, but now he's trying to go to the outside. This is how he got by Ward Burton a couple of laps ago. Schrader looks for room, but Bodine blocks now. Schrader dives down low. Trying to power his way up alongside Bodine's Ford. It's Schrader's green and white Chevrolet. They're at a dead heat at the end of the back straightaway. They bump getting into the corner as Schrader tries to slide up in front of Bodine. Schrader will get the spot. He'll lead off of four. Here they come out of the corner at 170 mile an hour speeds on the straightaway. Schrader leads. Jeff Bodine second. Mark Martin third. Ward Burton fourth. Brett Bodine is fifth. Sixth is Jeff Gordon. Seventh spot now. Moving up quickly is Terry Labonte or rather Bobby Labonte. Just ahead of eighth place Bill Elliott. Rick Mast is ninth. Joe Nimichek tenth. Back in eleventh now the Jeff Burton car. Twelfth is Morgan Shepard. Thirteenth is Ricky Rudd. Fourteenth is Harry Gant. And fifteenth now the Rusty Wallace car. Those cars all in a big knot back there from about the tenth spot on back. As farther ahead Mark Martin is all over Jeff Bodine trying to get around him for second. Mark's car working good coming out of turn number four. For the moment, he'll just tuck in behind Jeff Bodine and ride there. Two of the strongest cars in the field, at least at this juncture right now, is going to be Bill Elliott as he works his way up a couple of more spots. And Rick Mass, Joe, they're coming in a hurry. Yeah, Elliott's looking hard and trying to get by the Bobby Labonte car. Rick Mass looks to be waiting to see which lane will open up so he can make a move as well. Further back in the pack, Dale Earnhardt with his hands full. He's tied up in a knot of traffic. He's trying to get by that Kenny Wallace and Greg Sachs side-by-side tussle. Here's a change for second spot. Mark Martin forces Jeff Bodine wide in turn number three. He'll get by. Also, Ward Burton's going to lose about three spots in turn four. But for the sixth race this year, Ken Schrader leads here at Darlington. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Under caution here at the Darlington Raceway after Brett Bodine and Jeff Gordon tangled on the main straightaway. Early pit stops for some teams, Jim Phillips. 
Yes, Dale Earnhardt came in, Eli. A little bit surprised to see him in this early since we're going to have the 25-lap mandatory stop. But he came in, he got four tires. He did have some wheel marks on the left front fender of his car. But he's back on the racetrack. Joe Nemechek has been in. He got four tires and gasoline. Now up to Dick Brooks. Well, Harry can't come in as Bobby Hamilton did also. They got the four tires, gas, and they're gone. How did those tires look, Jim, after... Uh, 13 laps plus a couple three warm-up laps. How did Earnhardt's tires look coming off the car? Well, actually, I'm looking right now at the cars that come off Joe Nemechek's car. They are grainy, uh, Eli, but uh, didn't look like they are worn all that bad. I expected maybe a little bit more. We were over halfway through the run, so uh, they look pretty good. That situation yesterday of running the Bush Grand National Gatorade 200, although they were only able to run 111 laps, did put a lot of rubber in the track, and a lot of the teams were saying this morning the track might not wear as bad as we anticipate due to the fact they did get a little rubber back in there. Brett Bodine's car is in behind the wall right now. The hood is up, and it went into the wall head first coming by the start-finish line, wrinkled it up pretty good, and Jim Phillips will be making his way over right there. Right here, Barney. Brett, tough luck. What happened? Oh, it was my fault. Uh, you know, I got, I got in the back of Jeff by mistake coming off the corner, and uh, it turned him, and uh, then he was trying to catch his, and he caught me. And that was just all my fault. I just, I didn't mean to get up into him. Just coming off that corner, I think he got a little loose, checked up, and I, I just didn't check up soon enough. That was all my fault. What kind of damage we got here? Uh, it's pretty bad. You know, all front suspension's messed up and uh, radiator and all that. I hate it. I hate it. I messed up Jeff. Now I just. Just over-anxious, I guess I was. It's just a bad move on my part. Well, they did have a good starting spot for today, but it's going to be a long day for this team as they do try to repair the Quaker State Ford. But like he said, they have an awful lot of damage to the front suspension. Uh, they have an oil oil leak. Uh, the radiator is uh, going to have to be replaced. So a lot of work to do before they can get back in, if they can. And Brett Bodine taking full responsibility for the accident that brings out the first caution flag of the day at lap 11 again, coming out of turn number four. And he goes headlong into the wall here just past the start-finish line. Quick reminder that you've still got a chance to put your favorite driver in the running for the McDonald's All-Star Race Team. You can call 1-900-370-1995. It's 95 cents a minute with the average call of two minutes, and you must be 18 years of age or over. But why not vote now? 1-900-370-1995 to put your favorite driver in the running for the McDonald's All-Star Race Team. You know, we were hearing from Brett Bodine there taking full responsibility for uh, that incident. I was talking about racing luck with Mark Martin the other day, and uh, we were discussing how much is truly pure luck in this business and how much luck do you have to make for yourself? You have to have both or you're not going to be successful. You have to make it and you have to have it. And uh, some of it is received and some of it is made. Very simply put by Mark Martin, you've got to have all those elements working for you, particularly at a track like Darlington. Yeah, if you can cut down a tire, run over something, somebody drops on the racetrack, luck does play an important part in it, although half the guys will say you make your own luck. A lot of times you don't really. Jeff Gordon's car has been in the pits three times now as they continue to work on it. Let's see if we can get an update there. Apparently there is some kind of under damage underneath the car on Jeff's machine. They're taking a look at it. They looked under the left side, then they looked under the right side that time as they send him back onto the racetrack. But the only car that will go out of the event due to this accident will be Brett Bodine. Tell you who else made a good move to stay out of that accident coming across there was Joe Nemechek. Mm -hmm. Made a good evasive move to the inside, went almost into the pit wall down toward the end of the corner to uh, keep from wrecking that car and getting into some other cars. But there was, that was in front of the field. About two-thirds of the field was right behind that accident. Could have taken everybody out, but it didn't. This is the first caution flag of the day. If you're just joining us, lap number 11 is when the yellow flag flew. 
and think back in 1963 the Southern 500 that fireball Roberts won it was caution free and this is not a racetrack you would expect to see uh, a caution free event but we continue under yellow 16 laps complete Ken Schrader leads after taking the lead from Jeff Bodine at lap number seven we are still working the first caution flag of the afternoon here at Darlington a moment ago we said that Jeff Gordon had made about four pit stops let's get a quick update there let's find out what all problems he's got from Ray Everett his crew chief Ray what kind of damage you have Oh, we're not sure yet. Right now, we're hoping it's just body damage. We don't know if the, the front end's knocked out or whatever. It just, I don't know. We just can't seem to, to stay out of these wrecks. You know, the kid's doing a good job. We thought we had a good car. And, you know, we've got a long day. We're going to just keep working on it, and, and hopefully we can get a good finish for all the people that are here from DuPont. Ray Everham, a crew chief, and Brett Bodine did come up and apologize to Ray and the crew just uh, moments ago. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Ken Schrader leading the field back to the green here at Darlington. He's been in the top five in points for all but one week since we were here back at Darlington on March the 27th for the Trans-South 400. Schrader leads, Mark Martin second, Bobby Labonte now running in the third spot, Bill Elliott fourth, fifth is Jeff Bodine, Rick Mast will restart in sixth, Ward Burton will go seventh, Jeff Burton eighth, Ricky Rudd ninth, and Morgan Shepard will restart in tenth spot. Here they come out of turn number four, waiting to see that green flag go in the air. And they'll put it up at lap number 19 and take off for turn number one. Kenny Schrader trying to shake Mark Martin. He's not going to be able to do it. Mark hangs right with him as they get into the corner. Martin's right up on the bumper of Schrader coming into the turn. Now Martin dives down low. He'll get the inside lane and pull up alongside. Dead even for the lead. Off turn number two, the edge to Ken Schrader. But Martin's still up alongside. Side by side, down the back straightaway towards the entrance to turn number three. Martin's got the inside line. That's going to give him the lead into the corner. Schrader doesn't want to give way on the outside. They're side by side and four with Bobby Labonte right in their bumper. Here comes Mark Martin and a challenge for the lead out of turn number four. Is he going to make the move? He's not going to get him at the stripe. Schrader leads back into turn number one. Martin second. Here comes Bobby Labonte in third. Labonte's down on the inside lane that opens up the outside for Bill Elliott. He'll try to pull up alongside and race along that Ford. Oh, turn number two with Schrader, Martin, and still side by side for third. Drivers tiptoeing off of turn number two around where that oil dry was put down that Brett Bodine's car. The oil he dropped that needed to be soaked up. So the drivers on the inside line taking a little bit more careful groove as they make that transition onto the back straightaway. So Bobby Labonte will back off into fourth. Out of the turn number four deal and heading back into turn number one. A four car breakaway right now. Then back to the fifth and sixth place cars. They're running together. Rick Mast and Jeff Bodine. And right behind them come Ricky Rudd. That's where the scramble is. A lot of side by side racing behind Rudd. Sterling Marlin trying to move up on Ward Burton. Burton dropping back. Marlin gets by. And here comes Todd Bodine up alongside the Hardy Chevrolet. Out of the inside as they work their way towards turn number three. Darrell Waltrip, Kenny Wallace, Michael Waltrip also running right behind Todd Bodine. They're all going to try and force their way to the inside of Ward Burton between turns three and four. Darrell Waltrip makes an inside move against Ward Burton. He'll move up into the 12th spot. Lap 22 on the board. Still looking for a mandatory tire stop at lap 25 with the leader, Ken Schrader. First side-by-side -side race back for 15th. Michael Waltrip dives underneath Kenny Wallace. He'll grab a spot there. Closer to the front, Ricky Rudd's trying to get by Jeff Bodine. Dives for the inside off of turn number two. Rudd's bright orange four now drawing alongside the black Ford of Jeff Bodine. Rudd will squeeze his way up in front of Jeff in turn number three. Sets the car in the middle of the corner. He'll hold off a return challenge by Bodine in four. That will be the battle for sixth place and Ricky Rudd will come away with it dropping Jeff back to seventh. He may lose that. Morgan Shepard goes underneath him here at the start finish line trying to take seventh place away. They're door to door in one. Jeff's doing all he can to hang on but it's not working. Shepard's able to get by. The lane opened up. Rusty Wallace will follow through as well. Here comes Sterling Marlin. Next Todd Bodine. 
back up to get by the Jeff Bodine car. Bill Elliott beginning to put some heat on Mark Martin for the second spot. Elliott took a quick peek underneath off of turn number two. He's right on Martin's bumper now in turn four. Lap 24 going up on the board this time as Bill Elliott comes out of turn number four. While a bit further back, Darrell Waltrip continues the battle with Todd Bodine for 12th. That's been a good one. Right now, Todd holds the spot with Darrell Waltrip, Jeff Bodine, and Michael Waltrip right behind. Then it's two by two behind them from 16th spot on back. That's where Kenny Wallace is trying to hold off Ward Burton on the outside and Terry Labonte on the inside. Also in the middle of that mix now, Dale Earnhardt. He's beginning to rumble as he dives down low to make his move off turn two. Big knot of about six, seven cars all working their way together towards turn number three. For now, it's going to be Jeff Bodine, Michael Waltrip, then Kenny Wallace. Now Earnhardt getting by Terry Labonte in that pack. And lap 25 goes up on the board and NASCAR as yet has not said, let's put out the yellow flag. So apparently from what they saw on those tire changes for the few cars that did come in, they feel like they can run without having any kind of a problem, at least for a while longer. The leader's back in three. Working his way down into the corner, Ken Schrader having opened up a fairly substantial advantage on Mark Martin and Bill Elliott. Now the caution lights flashing in the banking of turn three. And as soon as Barney had said, they'll throw in a moment or so. Indeed, they did. Here they come to lap number 26. And the mandatory caution for a check of tires on the board now. Our second caution of the day with Ken Schrader still leading at Darlington. We're back at the Darlington Raceway, and the pits are full of cars. Jim Phillips. Mark Martin came in, put four tires on, filled it up with the unit. Cal Gasolini wins the race off the pit lane. Earnhardt has been in. Ward Burton has been in. Joe Nemechek is still in, getting four tires in gasoline. Bobby Labonte, Bill Elliott, Rick Mann, Frank Sachs, Morgan Shepard, and Jeff Gordon, all with four tires and gasoline and on their way. Now down to Dick Brooks. Now Jeff Gordon did a little chassis adjustment again. They're having a little trouble getting that thing sorted out after that accident. Had Kenny Wallace, Jeff uh, Burton. Dick Trickle, Ricky Rudd, uh, Terry Labonte, Rusty Wallace is all in. Rusty beat him off of the end down here. Uh, they all got four tires as far as I could see, and they fill them up with gas. And, of course, they pit on both sides of the racetrack here at Darlington. Winston Kelly is in the back pits. Frantic four-tire pit stops on this end of pit road. Michael Waltrip, the first in and out, appeared to be a little bit of a problem on Sterling Marlins. He started 24th, was up into the top 10. Appeared as if they had a little bit of a problem. John Andretti, Ted Musgrave, Phil Parsons, Dale Jarrett, Steve Grissom, Jeremy Mayfield, Todd Bodine and Kyle Petty, Mike Wallace, Lake Speed, Hutch Strickland, and Jimmy Spencer among those pitting on the back straightaway, all getting four tires and gasoline. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. 30 laps on the board here at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. Everybody is on the lead lap of those cars on the racetrack. Only one team behind the wall right now, the Quaker State team for Brett Bodine after being involved in that accident back on lap number 11. Everything so much of a routine pit stop here in the early going, with the exception maybe of one team on the back pit, Winston. Everything else seemed to be fairly routine. Well, with Tony Glover, Tony, the car is real stout today, but a little bit of problems on that pit stop. What was it? Well, there's a bunch of sand and stuff over here on the back stretch, and, uh, you know, he was trying to come in pretty hot, so we didn't lose any more track time than we had to, and he overshot the pits, and we had to back up, and it cost us a lot, but we'll come back. We're all right. They started 24th, came all the way up to 8th. We're standing here looking on pit road, and we can see where Sterling came down. A little bit of rubber mark, just like you'd see on the highway if somebody had to slam on the brakes. And as Tony said, it's a little bit grainy back here, so he stepped on the brakes, and it slid just a little bit beyond the uh, line here on pit road, so they had to back the car up. Then the car a bit too close to pit wall, so they had a little bit of trouble getting the left side tires on 
But the Kodak Chevrolet very stout today, so we look for Sterling to move back up through the pack. They got plenty of time to get it done. Just 29 laps are on the board. Later on in today's broadcast, Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR, will be selecting the Mechanic of the Race Award. The top NASCAR mechanic receives $2,000 from Western Auto. Current point standings after the race last weekend up at Bristol, Larry McReynolds, crew chief on the Haviland Ford lead, Steve Meal, who is the crew chief for Mark Martin, is in second, and Andy Petrie, the crew chief for Dale Earnhardt, is in third. A $25,000 award will be paid at season's end to the top Western Auto mechanic. Still under caution, looks like we're going to be for at least one more lap, and then they'll put them back under green here this afternoon. This is the way they came off pit road. Mark Martin beat everybody out. Kenny Schrader came out right behind him. Then Bill Elliott lines up third. Rusty Wallace lines up fourth. And fifth would be Rick Mast as they get ready to go back to green. Mark Avent is with us. A uh, visit with our Grand Marshal of the Day, the Executive Vice President of the Pepsi-Cola Bottling Company of Bennettsville, South Carolina. Great to have you here today. Oh, really pleased to be here, Eli. That was uh, quite a... Uh, with a lot of gusto, you told them to fire the engines there. Nobody uh, had a problem hearing. It's been quite a relationship with uh, Mountain Dew, being able to uh, have that uh, name on the side of uh, one of NASCAR's most traditionally laden events. It's got to be a great feeling. Well, it is, and, uh, you know, we're really just tickled to death to be a part of it. I mean, the fans at home listen to you guys on the radio, which, by the way, I think you guys are wonderful. You do a Thank great you. job from a true race fan. But all the folks at home and all of them out here in the stands today, I mean, Mountain Dew, those are our people. I mean, they they support us, they buy our product, they associate with it, and this is just kind of a way of us to give it, give something back to them. And, of course, you being from the Bennettsville, South Carolina area, you know exactly what Darlington and this racetrack and the Hall of Fame and all else here means to the uh, to the state of South Carolina. Yes, sir, we sure do. Uh, we kind of feel like we're sort of the mecca of racing with Bennettsville being 26 miles from Rockingham and 26 miles from Darlington. You know, I don't think there's any community that's closer to two tracks than we are, so... We, we're going to call ourselves the unofficial uh, mecca of uh, NASCAR racing. Sounds fair enough. Mark, enjoy the afternoon. Again, thanks so much for the involvement of uh, Mountain Dew. Well, thank you very much. And, again, you folks, y'all do a wonderful job. And from a true fan, I want to thank you for bringing racing into our homes every Sunday. Thanks, Mark. Mark Avent, Executive Vice President of the Pepsi-Cola Bottling Company of Bennettsville and today's Grand Marshal. We've just gone back under green. Mark Martin takes off and right behind him, Kenny Schrader. In fact, there's about a 10-car breakaway heading up into turn number one and the scrambles for the lead off turn two. Down to the back straightaway, Schrader took a look to the outside of Mark Martin. He wasn't able to hook it up. Dale Earnhardt got a good run up to the outside now of Rick Mast. He's going to force Rick Mast to give way and Earnhardt's going to grab the fifth spot now in turn three. Here they come through three and four. Dale Earnhardt, if you're joining us late, has a new engine in the car. They made an engine change this morning. He has the car wound up tight, though, as he closes in on Rusty Wallace coming through the corner. Back to the start-finish line. The battle for fourth spot, a good one now in turn one. Earnhardt on the bumper. Rusty coming into the turn. Now Earnhardt takes a higher line right up against the outside retaining wall. Rusty sees him coming. He'll close off that lane. Meanwhile, Schrader's going for the lead. Dives for the bottom of the back straightaway off the second corner. Blasts on by Mark Martin. Takes Bill Elliott with him. Now Elliott is on Schrader's back bumper. Elliott will try and get the lead through three and four. Two of the strongest cars. They proved it from, since they put them under green earlier this afternoon. Kenny Schrader has had a strong car. Bill Elliott threaded his way through traffic in the early going to get up there also. They lead going back into turn number one. Chevrolet shows the way. Ford is second, then it's Ford, followed by Ford and another Chevy. That's Dale Earnhardt. He's working on the Ford of Rusty Wallace. Diving to the inside off turn two. Earnhardt tries to draw up even with Wallace on the back stretch. Can't quite do it. He'll have to fall back in line single file now. They work their way into the banking of turn 
of the three. Wallace slips a little wide. He's able to bring the car back low before Earnhardt can get a run. Now Earnhardt tries it again in four. Earnhardt puts that Chevrolet to the low side of the racetrack, almost onto the flat apron. He'll get by Wallace. Rick Nast will get by Wallace. Bobby Labonte will get by Wallace going into turn one. Wallace tries to slam the door before he loses another spot. The next would be Morgan Shepard. He'll fall in line behind Rusty Wallace. He won't get a chance to make the move, but three others did. If you breathe the throttle coming off of turn number four, you're going to be in a lot of trouble on your way down the front straightaway. We hear that from drivers time and time again. That's what's happened to Rusty Wallace. Now he's going to try and gain some of those spots back. Labonte's right in front of him off of four. And they just kind of froze him out too, Alan. They put him in that outside lane and Bobby Labonte tucked up underneath the car in front of him to give him a little extra draft and they left Rusty hanging out to drive for the moment. It is single file back to about 18th or 19th position. In fact, it is there now, but a moment ago, Joe Moore back in the pack. Some of those cars from Sterling Marlin on back really working to catch up to the lead pack. Bobby Hamilton was working there on the outside of uh, his teammate's car, Kyle Petty. Joe Nemechek coming back to the front. Ward Burton with him and the Hunt Strickland car all trying to get by some traffic here as they exit the second turn. All of that taking place near the back of the field while up near the front for a moment. Bill Elliott tried to make the move on Schrader. Couldn't do it coming out of the corner as they go back to one. They'll go single file this time. Couple of car links between the front two. Closest thing to a battle in the top ten. We'll be back for about the sixth spot. That's where Rusty Wallace is trying to come back. Working on the Bobby Labonte car. Rusty took the low line off turn two. Labonte blocked it, but Rusty may take another shot on the back stretch. Peaked out of the inside. Dropped about a half a lane down, but again was forced to fall back in line behind Labonte. Also a good race back for the 10th and 11th spots where Michael Waltrip is working on Jeff Bodine. Yeah, we've been watching that one for a couple of laps around. Michael Waltrip has really been turning up the wick on him, hasn't been able to get around him. He got a fender alongside for just a moment underneath him going down the back straightaway, and that's about all he could do. He still goes after him one more time over in turn two. That's a battle for the 11th position. Jeff Bodine holding off Michael Waltrip. Michael goes wide trying to go to the outside of Jeff Bodine. Jeff blocks him there. Here's Michael diving down low and pulling up alongside. Michael hooks the Pontiac up on the bottom side of turn number two and makes a good run down the back straightaway. He'll slide up in front of Bodine at the entrance to turn number three. Also a couple of spots farther back. Todd Bodine makes a move around Terry Labonte. The leader is Schrader. Second, Elliott. Third, Martin. Fourth, Earnhardt. Fifth is Rick Mast. Bobby Labonte runs sixth. Rusty Wallace now in the seventh spot. Eighth belongs to Morgan Shepard. Darrell Waltrip is ninth. Ricky Rudd, tenth. Eleventh now, Michael Waltrip. Twelfth is Jeff Bodine. Thirteenth spot now is a challenge on the racetrack. As on the move is Kenny Wallace, along with Todd Bodine and Harry Gant. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Protect your engine with five parts of Castrol Edge full synthetic motor oil and a Wix filter for just $33.99. Plus get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate. You can also earn bonus O rewards points on Castrol Edge motor oil products right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Down the back straightaway here at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. Bill Elliott and the Budweiser team swing to the inside and make the pass on Ken Schrader. So Bill Elliott, for only the fifth time this year, leads a NASCAR Winston Cup race. He led for five laps here in the spring. He led 14 laps at Talladega, one lap under caution in the Indianapolis Brickyard 400, and he led 13 laps at Michigan. He's back at the point. Bill Elliott is here at Darlington. It has been a long time since Bill Elliott has visited Victory Lane, and I think he feels like it's time to do something with this Budweiser team, and he's got the car to do it here this afternoon. It certainly does at this juncture of the race. He takes them back to turn one. He's stretching out that lead over Kenny Schrader by a couple of car lengths going into the turn, but they can't quite shake Mark Martin. He's just a car length and a half off the rear deck of Ken Schrader. Earnhardt now rides fourth, and Rick Mass with him in a breakaway in the fifth spot. Earnhardt has been closing in in the fourth spot now on Mark Martin. He's about five car lengths back. Then it's a pretty good distance back to Rusty Wallace from Rick Mast back to Wallace, who's running in sixth. He's got Morgan Shepard right on his back bumper. They've both gone around Bobby Labonte in the last three laps. Bobby is in eighth. Darrell Waltrip ninth. Ricky Rudd tenth. Michael Waltrip eleventh. Todd Bodine is twelfth. Kenny Wallace thirteenth. Fourteenth is Jeff Bodine. Jeff Burton runs in 15th. 16th now is Terry Labonte. Lake Speed 17th. 18th is Ted Musgrave. Steve Grissom is 19th. Up to 20th now Sterling Marlin. 21st is Harry Gant. Jimmy Spencer runs 22nd. 23rd is Phil Parsons. 24th spot is Ward Burton. Kyle Petty runs 25th. Hutch Strickland is 26th. 27th is Dale Jarrett. John Andretti runs 28th. 29th now Bobby Hamilton. And 30th spot belongs to Jeff Gordon. Others on the lead lap. 31st, Greg Sachs. 32nd, Joe Nimichek. 33rd is Derek Culp. 34th, Jeremy Mayfield. Mike Wallace runs 35th. 36th is Dick Trickle. Dave Marcus is 37th. Running in 38th, Butch Miller. Then you've got the Billy Standridge car running in 39th spot, and 40th is Brad Teague. Average speed of 110.738 miles an hour. Pit stop for Harry Gant, unscheduled at lap number 47, Dick Brooks. Well, they're taking four tires. They're getting him uh, serviced up, going to get him going. I'm going to check, see what happens. Harry Gant changes all four tires. They drop the jack, and he goes back onto the racetrack, but it's cost him at least a lap. 48 laps are on the scoreboard. Brett Modine's car is still behind the pit wall. And Jim Phillips, are they still working on that one, trying to get him back in? Uh, yes, they are. They're uh, working underneath the hood right now. Donnie Richardson and the crew still working. I went down to talk to Paul Andrews, Barney. They started on the, the Bush pole winner today. Now they drop back to 14th. He said the car started off a little bit loose. But he said he, their car is not going to get any better until they get some rubber worked in the track. He said when they get some rubber worked in the track, they should be a, a lot better off and be able to move up some. He had dropped back considerably just before that second caution flag come out. So Jeff Bodine's got all day to get it wound up here and find the combination they need. The leader's back in turn three. And he has got some company. Mark Martin has made the move around Ken Schrader a lap ago. He's now second. He's right on Bill Elliott's back bumper now as they work lap traffic in four. Bill Elliott had to tiptoe around Loy Allen. Also puts Billy Standridge a lap down now. That's allowed Martin to now challenge the lead. He looks inside of Elliott at the line. Can't make the pass, but hounds him back into turn number one. He's right up on the bumper of Elliott coming into turn one. Here's Martin taking the lower line. He's up alongside the Budweiser Ford. He'll get a fender out in front. Harry Gant's lap car is there. Elliott hits Martin, gets him out of shape, but he gathers it back in. And Mark Martin will be the leader as they work their way to turn number three. Now Dale Earnhardt is going to close in on Elliott's back bumper as Harry Gant with those new tires goes blasting by the leaders on the inside of turn four. And that should put Harry Gant on the tail end of the lead lap. We'll check it and verify that and make sure, but Harry Gant with those new tires gets around the leader, so at least he is on the tail end of the lead lap. 
Meanwhile, here comes Greg Sachs to pit road, and this would be an unscheduled stop also. Let's cover it. That's going to be right side tires going on, Barney. These the Hoosier brand of tires, that's what he's running, are just not lasting as good as the Goodyear tires. Even the tires that came off of Martin's car, he's running Goodyear's are very, very grainy. But they ran the 25 laps on them, or 27 laps, and now Sachs getting left side tires. So even though it's out of sequence, this is routine for him. He needed rubber. Harry Gant is now on the tail end of one lap down. Here comes Rusty Wallace for a pit stop. Dick Brooks, what was the story on Gant's tires? Well, they said he needed a right rear tire. They came in and I looked at them. There didn't seem to be anything wrong with them, but uh, the tires wasn't worn bad. In fact, I think they're exceptionally good for what we've done. And uh, now uh, Rusty's in. He's going to do four tires on his car. We'll look at those and see what happens. Rusty Wallace in. They'll change rubber all the way around on Rusty and send him back onto the racetrack. Harry Gant lost, was down two laps, so he gained one of those back by getting around the leader, Mark Martin, just a moment ago. So now he is on the tail end of being one lap down and uh, still a chance to get back up there. Rusty is down and away. We'll go back onto the speedway. 53 laps on the board. Mark Martin continues to lead. Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt. I think Earnhardt's playing kind of a waiting game right now, but he has scooted up into the number two position. That's a tight battle over in turn three. Wasn't waiting very much in turn four a lap ago, Barney. He tried to get underneath Elliott right at the entrance to turn number four. Elliott didn't see him coming and came down on him. They almost got together. Earnhardt had to stab the brakes pretty quick to keep from spinning the both of them out off of four. It's already a one-second lead, though, for Mark Martin, but that could well change here as he closes in on some nine or ten cars that are a lap down. He's going to have to get through all of them on this narrow racetrack. Closing in on the Brad T. car. Butch Miller also directly ahead for the race leader, and Mark goes to work on the first of those. He will go to the outside as Brad Teague drops to the inside to give the leader racing room. They work their way into turn number three. Next, it's Butch Miller up in front of the race leader, Mark Martin, around turn four. You don't have a lot of room to work in these corners at Darlington, even though they look very wide. It is a, almost a lane and a half is just about what it is. No room for error whatsoever, and when you start catching cars to lap them or get around some of that lap traffic, you have to be very careful, and he's in even more over in turn two. He's got about five cars directly ahead, and they're running double wide at least two rows deep. He'll be closing in on those cars shortly as he edges turn two and hits the back stretch. First up for the race leader will be Mike Wallace in the Highland Myers Ford. Then he's got Dave Marcus, Bobby Hamilton, Joe Nemechek, and Derek Cope all racing for position right in front of him. He's in that heavy traffic now in four. Mark Martin closes in on those five cars as they come off the corner while here comes pit stops for Jeff Bodine on the racetrack. The leader, Martin, goes to the inside of Mike Wallace. He's caught more traffic in the corner while we go to Jim Phillips. And they put one round of wind in on the Exide Batteries 40. Live are changing all four tires. They're already on the left side. The can of Unipcal gasoline is going in, and Jeff Bodine is down and away. You're on lap 56. Good pit stop for him as he gets back onto the speedway. Meanwhile, Dale Earnhardt almost put a move on to take the spot away from Bill Elliott coming through the corner. He's going to go after him again. He sticks a fender uh, underneath him coming out of turn number four, then looks ahead, sees all that traffic, and thinks better of it and tucks back in. Kenny Schrader right behind those two as they work back into turn one. We'll be back. Pit stops the name of the game as we continue into green here at Darlington. 61 laps are complete. Mark Martin is the race leader with second spot held by Bill Elliott on the racetrack. Great battle now for 11th spot in turn one. Down to the inside of the track, the Kenny Wallace car is trying to make the move by Bobby Labonte. Labonte's trying to squeeze back down in line because he sees two more cars coming by. Musgrave and Bobby Hamilton would make the pass. Hamilton a lap down having just come off the pit lane, but Musgrave passing Labonte for position. Labonte's car has really gotten to handle very poorly in turns three and four over the last 
last several laps, and now he's on the brakes headed for pit road. And we're going to see quite a few pit stops. Also, Rick Mast is in the pits right now, along with Ward Burton. Let's cover those two stops. Four tires and gasoline for both of these teams. Rick Mast is leading the pit lane now. Ward Burton is still in. Joe Nemechek came in on lap 59. His car sounded like it was down on the cylinder. Waddell Wilson and Doug Richards went underneath the hood. They checked the spark plug plot wires, and they were all on, attached to the spark plug. So he's got some, maybe a rocker arm problem or a valve problem on the Joe Nemechek car. Looked like Kyle Petty was in the back pits also. It was four tires and gasoline for the Mellow Yellows crew. In for service as well was Mike Wallace in the Heilig Myers car. Roy Allen came in on lap 61 as well. Four tires and gasoline. Now Steve Grissom is in. It's going to be a four-tire stop for that team. Some more pit boards out. We expect more pit stops momentarily as Steve Grissom completes his four-tire stop. All the while, Mark Martin continues as the race leader. He is pulled away now by better than two seconds, better than two and a quarter seconds, actually, on Bill Elliott, who's running second. Third place, though, a good scramble. Earnhardt and Schrader in turn one. Schrader's been working on Earnhardt. Of course, Earnhardt's been taking some shots at Bill Elliott trying to get the second spot. But for now, Earnhardt's got to worry about Schrader, who's turning it sideways almost, coming off turn two. Right on his back bumper, Schrader is on Earnhardt's car now as they work their way to turn number three. Earnhardt's running about three car lengths off Bill Elliott's back bumper. It's a long ways from Schrader back to fifth place, Morgan Shepard. We're talking a moment ago about Morgan Shepard. He is getting around this racetrack extremely well, and the Wood Brothers have had a great deal of success here over the years. Morgan currently is posted up in fifth position, and we're talking about a lot of these cars skating around out there, Joe Moore, and indeed it is. It almost looks like a dirt track at a given time in both ends of the speedway. One car that's skating around right now is the Jimmy Spencer car. He brought the McDonald's Ford in the pit lane, almost missed the road, and now the car's almost turning around down in the back pit lane. He finally gets it woed down, but the cars on the racetrack have their problems, too. If you've ever been to a dirt track, you know how the cars will broadslide coming off the turn. Well, that's basically what's happening as the tires are getting the wear on them. They're losing the grip on the track. Once they come off turn two, which is a tough turn to exit anyway, the back end wants to break loose, particularly watching Ken Schrader. Obviously, he's had some experience on some of those dirt tracks because he's had his car just about sideways several times here, making his way off turn two. Mark Martin continues to lead as he has for the last 15 laps. Let's pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Only one car behind the wall of the 42 starters. That is Brett Bodine. For the moment, they're still showing a total of 19 cars on the lead lap. Here comes Dale Earnhardt now into the pit road for service. He'll stop at lap number 67 as the Flying Aces get set to go over the wall and service the Goodwrench Chevy. Dale Earnhardt comes to a sliding stop. As Andy Petrie goes to work on the right side, Jimmy Elledge on the right rear, Rich Childress comes across the pit wall, and he takes one round of wedge out of Earnhardt's car as Danny Chockley Byers pumps into Unical Gasoline. The left side tires are done. 18 seconds on the stop for Dale Earnhardt. You're on lap 68. Here comes Mark Martin down pit road. Bill Elliott will follow him down. Now, these are scheduled pit stops as they bring the two Ford machines into their pits. Let's cover those stops also. And the Martin crew goes to the right side. Get a Unical Gasoline going in. The Budweiser cars. Bill Elliott is in on the pit lane. The right side tires are done. Now they swing around the left side. There's going to be a four-tire stop for both of these teams here on lap 68. Dick Brooks. Terry Labonte's in. Same thing for him. Four tires of gas. He's got the right side done, and they just about finished the left. Kenny Schrader comes down pit road. Morgan Shepard will trail him off the banking up in turn number four. As again, we will say these stops are coming under green, and they are scheduled pit stops. Schrader's crew over the wall real quick. Also, the Wood Brothers get over in a hurry as Terry Labonte's car is down and away. Ricky Rudd is on pit road. Back to Jim Phillips. 
Right side tires going going for the Wood Brothers. Eddie and Lynn Wood changing the tires. Now they'll go around the left side. Change those left side tires, and Dick Brooks has company in front of him. Well, Schrader's in. Uh, uh, Derek Coke's got the tires. He's still hung up. He got the right side done, but they had a lot of trouble with the left side. Uh, the 10-car of Ricky Rudd's doing the same thing. They're getting the left side tires up. It bumps into Dick Trickle as he comes in. Trickle hits him in the left front, and uh, Rudd goes on out. Trickle can't get in. Got to back up and try it again. Dick Trickle losing a lot of time on pit road. We've seen a couple of cars diving in the back pits in front of Winston Kelly. On lap 69, a much better pit stop for Sterling Marlin. 19.75 seconds. On lap 68, it was John Andretti also on lap 69 was Phil Parsons. Dale Jarrett came in for service just a few laps ago. Now leaving pit lane is Dave Marcus. Todd Bodine has been in for service. Now Ted Musgrave comes to the attention of the Jack Roush crew. Robin Pemberton and the boys go to the right side of the car. It'll be a four-tire stop. Everybody on the back straightaway has pitted now, with the exception of Michael Waltrip, who is up in the ninth position. Now the pit board goes out for the Pennzoil Pontiac. So everybody on the back side will have pitted by lap number 72 as Michael Waltrip brings the car down pit road to the attention of Doug Hewitt and the crew. De Ted Musgrave leaves, Michael Waltrip on pit road, and Butch Miller leaving. 71 laps are on the scoreboard. Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt, and Mark Martin and Bill Elliott now show as the top five machines here at Darlington. And from the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. We are at Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. 73 laps are complete. Rusty Wallace currently shown as the race leader with Dale Earnhardt, Mark Martin, Bill Elliott, and Jeff Bodine rounding out the top five. Next in line, Morgan Shepard sixth, Ken Schrader seventh, Rick Mast is eighth, Bobby Labonte ninth, and rounding out your top ten right now is Jeff Burton. We have had two caution flags today. One, when Brett Bodine and Jeff Gordon got together on the main straightaway. The second caution came at lap number 26, a mandatory stop for a check of tires. Average speed, 121.011 miles an hour. Two cars in the garage area. One is Brett Bodine. The second, Joe Nimichek, whose Meineke Mufflers car is being pushed there even as we speak. This mid-race update brought to you by Sports Image, the officially licensed supplier of Dale Earnhardt and GM Goodwrench Racing Souvenirs. Sports Image provides official Dale Earnhardt, Richard Childress Racing, GM Goodwrench, and Chevrolet Racing Souvenirs all across America. They're available here trackside and at GM Goodwrench dealers across the country. For a free color catalog, why don't you call toll free 1-800-542-2416. 
76 laps on the board. Here's the leader, Rusty Wallace, across the line. He just moved around Kyle Petty to go back into turn number one. As they try to chase him down, Dale Earnhardt's got a, quite a bit of ground to make up in turn two. And a couple of lap cars separating him from the race leader, Rusty Wallace. Ward Burton and Kyle Petty sitting there. Must be about 15 car lengths he's got to make up. And Earnhardt also has to worry about the two cars closing in. Mark Martin and Bill Elliott are right there with him. They are right on his back bumper as they settle into the banking of turn three. Here's Earnhardt now trying to find a way around Kyle Petty in four. He'll follow him through the corner this time. Here they come off the turn, back to the start-finish line. Rusty Wallace driving, as we told you earlier today. Midnight Rider, another of his Ronnie Hopkins cars that has won three out of the five races in which it has appeared. Are more teams doing that now, Rusty? Are teams going with fewer cars, but basically a more standardized setup? I think what you're seeing right now, not only speaking for myself, but speaking for most of the other individuals in this garage, uh, most teams are cycling three cars, three of their best cars. I won with Midnight at Dover, Delaware, and ran and almost won the Coca Scala 600 with it. Uh, at Pocono, I've got Midnight Rider. That's a car I won Martinsville with. And a driver and a team have got to have some confidence in a car, and that's the reason they bring it back. The day of having six or eight cars in the garage, it's unnecessary. And basically now, Midnight, Midnight Rider, and Captain, the cars that Rusty's been taking. Great battle for second spot on the backstretch. They work their way down to the inside. Mark Martin does of Dale Earnhardt as they come to the entrance of three, but Earnhardt's not going to give way. He's going to hold off Mark Martin. He's not going to get him this time. Give Mark a lot of credit for not going on in that corner door to door because it's easy to get crossed up when you go racing into turn number three here at Darlington, so he just tucks back in for the moment. Let's go back to the pits. Well, I got Joe Nemechek. He just crawled out of his car. Joe, it's a short day for you. What happened? A uh, very short day. You know, the Monarchy Chevrolet had a good qualifying run. Uh, we lost the oil pump belt. I don't know if we got a bunch of rubber clumps off the racetrack, got up in it, and threw the belt off, but once you lose an oil pump belt, you can't go back out. Everybody's slipping and sliding a bit. Was it okay for you? Well, uh, our car got extremely loose at the start, and we had to pit early, but the racetrack, the more and more rubber that comes down, the better the racetrack's getting. Well, that's Joe Nemechek, and he's uh, had a short day today. Meanwhile, Dale Earnhardt grabs the lead, coming through turn number four. A nice, powerful inside move against Rusty Wallace, who now drops all the way past behind Martin and Elliott, all the way to fourth spot. So Rusty leads from lap 72 to lap 79, and Dale Earnhardt takes over, gets the five-point bonus for leading at lap number 80. While that was going on, Kenny Schrader also lost a position to Morgan Shepard as fifth spot dropped there for uh, Schrader, back to sixth now. So some pretty powerful moves, particularly coming off the corners. Tell you what, if the car's hooked up at Darlington, you can do some passing. Here goes Mark Martin underneath Earnhardt in turn two. He's trying to get the lead, diving to the inside of the corner. He'll flash by and pick up the top spot. Earnhardt looks for a moment down to the inside, decides to fall back in line and hang on to second. Martin running up in the back of Ward Burton's car now. The Chevrolet sliding up in the top side of turn number three. Martin will try and find a way around him as they exit off of turn four. Moments ago, Ward Burton unlapped himself, got back on the tail end of the lead lap, trying to stay there now as Mark Martin closes in on him, and while Martin has to deal with Ward Burton, here comes Todd Bodine, or rather Brett Bodine, back from the garage area. He is 70 laps down after being involved in an accident on lap number 11 for the first caution of the day. But 70 laps down, the Quaker State team back on the racetrack while the leaders are in three. Martin again trying to put a lap on Ward Burton into turn number three. Burton still fighting to stay on that tail end of the lead lap. They've also got a slower car in the form of Loy Allen right in front of them. All four of those cars stay nose to tail, stay in line here at the start-finish line, watching Kenny Schrader back there a moment ago, going at it again with Morgan Shepard. He, he gets around Shepard one more time. They've swapped that position back and forth at least three times here in the last five laps. 83 laps are complete. We'll be right back.
87 laps on the board here at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. The Mountain Dew Southern 500 is in its mid-stages, and everybody beginning to pit again on a 25-lap sequence. We've already seen Bobby Hamilton in. Here came Jeff Burton just a lap or so ago. Billy Standridge has been in for service. All of this on a 25-lap sequence under green flag racing. The leader, Mark Martin, Bill Elliott second, Dale Earnhardt third, Rusty Wallace fourth, and Ken Schrader fifth. Sixth now is Morgan Shepard. Rick Mast runs seventh. Eighth belongs to Bobby Labonte with Todd Bodine ninth. Bill Elliott, or excuse me, uh, Ricky Rudd now running 10th. Jeff Bodine drops back to 11th spot. Sterling Marlin is 12th. 13th is Darrell Waltrip. Ted Musgrave 14th. And Michael Waltrip now running in 15th spot. Other cars on the lead lap. Jeff Gordon still running in 16th. 17th spot belongs to the Terry Labonte car. Kenny Wallace is 18th. 19th is Lake Speed. 20th, Steve Grissom. And 21st, Dale Jarrett. Those 21 cars on the lead lap. We're talking about tire wear here at Darlington. 89 laps are on the scoreboard, and they're pitting everywhere between 25 and 30 laps. And that was the prediction for most of the crew chiefs that we talked to yesterday. Junior Johnson and I were having a conversation here about the old days of how many tires they used. There was once a rumor uh, back in the mid-50s, somewhere along in there, when Junior brought an old Cadillac or something down here that he used, as they put it, a truckload of tires. And I asked him, was that true? Well, I think it's claimed it to something like 40 some tired but best I remember is more like 65 or 70 because we could only run uh, something like 10 or 15 laps and we had to stop and change all four tires and it, that went on all day long so we had more tires piled up behind our pits and about everybody else used. I, that would have been some sight to see but Junior said the best I remember we used at least 75 to 80 tires. He said sometimes they would not just have one tire blow out at a time, they'd have as many as three go on the car at one time. Well, if you're coming down pit road, might as well <laughs> change them all. I can imagine that, 75 or so tires. Darrell Waltrip running well here in the last few moments. He's made a move into the 11th spot around Sterling Marlin, while the Hoosier shod car of Jeff Bodine is back on pit road, Jim. Yes, it is, Eli. Same scenario, changing all four tires. A little bit of gasoline because he had run that long. Jeff is in early on Lap 55, back in on lap 90. Tell you who's having a really good, solid, consistent run, and he hasn't got that much seat time here at Darlington, is Todd Bodine. Alan Bestwick, he's in front of you right now. He's made some good moves. Slicing his way in and around some traffic. He's passed Ricky Rudd over the last several laps. He just got around Rick Mast. His mast drops off the track to pit. Todd said this morning he had a very solid race car that they were going to the front. They just didn't get the kind of qualifying run that they were hoping for. And I asked Todd yesterday about, actually on Friday, where he and the team were together in their growth. I think we're, we're to the point where we could win a race if we get all the right circumstances. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I've learned an awful lot this year. Uh, not having to run the, the Bush car at the same time, I've been able to concentrate on this cup car, and, and that's helped me learning. And, and uh, my driving, I think, is getting better, and, and the, the pit stops are better every week. And, you know, we just we need some luck, and I think we can get the victory lane. That's the thought of Todd Bodine, and indeed that whole team has really come on here in the last bit. Pit stops, he told you, for Rick Mast. Here comes Ward Burton. Rusty Wallace is back in again. If you don't have your calculator, trust us, basically every 25, 26, some stretching at 27 laps. Dick Brooks, uh, what have the tires been looking like here in the last little bit? I know you've not yet uh, seen the tires that came off Rusty's car, but uh, any indication as to whether this is likely to continue on a 25-lap schedule? Well, Barney, they're wearing pretty good. I've looked at a couple tires a while ago. That was around 30 laps, and uh, they were starting to show a little cord some places. 
other ones are uh, holding up pretty good. Bas the basic problem is the left front. Left front tire is the one that's uh, doing the worst. Some of the cars are complaining about the tires uh, of the car being too tight. And uh, I think what's happening is that the uh, left front tire's giving up on them. The car's sliding into the corner a little bit and won't turn. When it sets the weight down on the left front, the car won't turn. They force it a little bit. Makes the tire wear even worse on that tire. So uh, one of them long days, man, is the reason the guy get the big buck. Crawl in turn two. Harry Gant slams him to the outside. Retaining wall just kind of bounced off the wall, bounced into Jimmy Spencer. Spencer able to drive away, but Gant's got some problems on his car. Caution on the speedway. It'll come out at lap number 96. And again, this is going to be a break for a lot of those teams. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Harry was running the outside groove coming into the turn, as many of the cars are at this stage in the race. He got a little bit too close to the outside retaining wall hit the marbles and just kind of glanced off of it when he did he bounced off the jimmy spencer car now spencer got a little bit of damage on the right side of his car he was able to continue and gant drove away too but there was a little, little more damage on his car that happens remember here in the spring rusty wallace led 56 laps all of a sudden crashed into the wall up there in turn three i asked harry the other day whether from his standpoint as many drivers have said this is or is it not the toughest racetrack on the circuit? It's never been really hard, you know. You just got to be cautious. It's never been really hard ever. I mean, it's not nothing near as hard as the other racetracks we run. It's really easy, you know. It's just uh, you just got to be careful, you know, and don't try to run quicker than your capable of uh, cars capable of sticking. But it's always been an easy racetrack. Yeah, we tested Martinsville Monday, and this is easier than up there. <laughs> a lot easier here, darling, is up there. I don't know if Harry would give me the same answer if I asked him right now, but nevertheless, his thoughts be follow pit stops again, Jim Phillips. Mark Martin's crew is at work. We're on the right side. Now they wheel around to the left side. Bobby Labonte's in his pit. Dale Earnhardt is in his pit. Bill Elliott is there. Morgan Shepard. Here comes Jeff Gordon feeding into his pit stall. All these cars getting four tires and gasoline. Now down to Dick Brooks. Well, I've come over to Harry's car. I haven't got him yet, but I'm in the garage, so uh, I'll get you in a minute. Everything on Dick Brooks' end of pit road seems to be routine. Four tires stop for the Robert Yates crew. Likewise, Terry Labonte, Darrell Walchip, all getting four tires and Unical gas. Other leaders pitting on the backstretch. Winston? There are five of them, Eli. The first one in is Todd Bodine. The crew now wheeling around to the left side of the car. Ted Musgrave in for service, as is Lake Speed. Further up toward turn two. Toward turn three is Sterling Marlin and Michael Waltrip. They complete... The right side tire changes on both of those cars as Todd Bodine drives away. Left side rubber going on Marlin's car. Now Musgrave is away, followed by Marlin, Waltrip, and the Lake Speed car, all getting four tires and gasoline. We are under. Harry Gant, Harry Gant standing here. Garrett, Harry, what happened? Oh, the tire just, uh, you know, wore out there, and they got the, you couldn't turn the car going down the corner. We was going to pit the next lap around, but uh, they give away one lap early. Knock the car down, you're going to quit, huh? Yeah, no yes, you know, you just keep a... Uh, wearing tires out and pitting. Okay. Well, that's one of them things. The guys are going to be frustrated before this thing's over. These tires are wearing so bad. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up two five-and-a-quarter-ounce bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8. Clean and lubricate your fuel system while increasing miles per gallon with two bottles of Lucas Fuel Injector Cleaner for $8 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Here at Darlington, lap number 100 will go up on the board the next time by as Mark Martin leads under caution. A couple of other items to mention regarding Harry Gantis dropping from the race. We did want to say hello to Billy Abernathy, the right front tire changer for that team, who's uh, in the hospital in Statesville, North Carolina. And uh, Billy wants to see you back here at the racetrack in a hurry. And speaking of Harry Gant, as we were, don't forget that coming up on uh, the day after the North Wilkesboro race will be Harry Gant Day in Taylorsville, North Carolina. That's October the 3rd as Harry's hometown honors a true racing legend as you know harry's hanging it up after the season many drivers are going to be there there'll be a parade in downtown taylorsville there'll be a family celebration at the national guard armory all of that taking place on monday october the third for more information you can contact the alexander county chamber of commerce for the details on harry gant day should be a very very nice time there ed clark has stopped by to say hello from the atlanta motor speedway great to have you in town today well, it's always good to be here and always on a day as beautiful as today. I'll tell you, if you get a day like this, uh, we all head down your way for the Hooters 500. Everybody's going to be uh, thrilled. Bill Elliott's running third. Uh, I don't know, Bill's been down there, did some testing. And I got a thing in the mail the other day, I'm sure a lot of the media members did, that uh, commemorative ticket for your poll day coming up for the uh, Hooters 500 weekend. And it honors Bill Elliott. That was a nice touch. Well, you know, Bill has meant so much to racing in Georgia, and I think he's won at Air Speedway six times. And, and in trying to pick someone to uh, commemorate on that ticket, it's a beautiful four-color ticket. We wanted to salute Bill and all he's done in Georgia. And coming back to Georgia next year, I think it's appropriate. I saw where uh, the condominium complex is about to be topped out and all, and everything uh, finishing up nicely down there, I'm sure. Well, we're on about a race week pace right now with all the activity paving and finishing up the condos. And yes, they will be open in November. We'll be doing a, uh, a big grand opening celebration that weekend along with all the race activities. One quick before we get back to green here, the uh, ticket status. Folks always automatically think the last race of the season is, uh, is an automatic sellout. Where are you in tickets right now? We have a good number of tickets left. As a matter of fact, our ticket folks are there at the Speedway today, and they can get tickets today. And one quick thing I'd like to uh, mention on our Saturday race, uh, we're doing a promotion where fans who buy tickets to the Saturday race can win a chance to greet the drivers on the stage before the race and greet the winner in victory lane and have their picture made and a lot of other opportunities like that. So if they'd like a list of those things they can do, they can write the Speedway and we'll send them one. That's another good time. Ed, great to see you. Enjoy the rest of this afternoon. Will do. You guys do a great job and uh, salute you on all you do for racing. Well, thank you. We look forward to being back at the Atlanta Motor Speedway for the Hooters 500 weekend. Field comes out of the line. Green flag goes in the air. Rusty Wallace takes off. Rick Mass takes off there on the tail end of the lead lap. Mark Martin is a leader locked in right behind those two. Martin goes to work now on the first of those cars. Underneath the Rick Master machine, he'll fall in behind Ward Burton. Further back, Dale Earnhardt. He goes down to the inside of the track, and Elliott shuffles to the outside of that traffic. Mark Martin now on Ward Burton's back bumper at the entrance to turn number three. Ward Burton will stay squarely right in front of the leader in the racing groove. Martin will have to follow him through four and off the corner. 17 cars currently on the lead lap with Rusty Wallace right now at the tail end of the lead lap, ahead of both that Ward Burton and Mark Martin cars. 
Ward Burton actually being shown two laps down at this stage of the day. Leaders are back in two. Mark Martin again bearing down on the tail end of the Ward Burton car, trying to clear some traffic there, still with two cars directly ahead, and Bill Elliott, brother Dale Earnhardt, right on his tail. Two lap cars between Dale Earnhardt and third place Bill Elliott, those being the cars of Rick Mast and Mike Wallace, and Elliott's got Ken Schrader right on his back bumper as they work in four. Mark Martin comes off turn number four, wants to get around those cars, put them a lap down, and ease on up in front of that traffic and have clear sailing. Is he going to be able to do it this time in turn one? Kind of tough to do because uh, the Ward Burton car is racing alongside Rusty Wallace, so Mark has neither of those lanes to choose from. He'll just have to follow the traffic as he exits the turn. All the while, Earnhardt closes in even more. Here's Ward Burton down to the inside of Rusty Wallace now, trying to get back around Wallace and stay in front of leader Mark Martin. Burton will get up in front of Wallace in three. Now he'll swing wide. Mark Martin will try and get around Rusty Wallace. Remember, though, that was not for position. Ward Burton's two laps down. Rusty Wallace on the tail end of the lead lap. Then you come to race leader Mark Martin, who also leads the True Value Hard Charger competition through lap number 100 today. That's where the points are given to the drivers in the top five spots on each and every lap of the event. Out of turn number two, Mark Martin trying to put Rusty a lap down. He dives for the bottom of the racetrack, but Wallace strong enough to stay out in front of the leader as they come to the entrance of turn number three. Wallace trying to protect the bottom side of the racetrack. If he can do that, he'll keep Mark behind him for now. Couldn't pick a worse place to try to put anybody down than going into lap number uh, in the turn number three, I should say. So Mark wisely tucks back in single file, and now he's got problems as they go into turn number one. Earnhardt's working on him real good from the inside. Earnhardt looks for a chance to pull to the inside. Thought about doing it. He'll both fall back in line and go single file as he exits the corner. Still Mark trying to deal with a rusty Wallace car just ahead of him. Pressure farther back in the pack now as Todd Bodine works down to the inside of Ricky Rudd for a spot. That'll be for the seventh position. Farther ahead it is Mark Martin still not able to find a way around Rusty Wallace. Others battling back there for seventh, eighth, ninth spot include Bobby Labonte. He's right there on the rear deck of the Ricky Rudd car. Then another lap machine of Steve Grissom. 106 laps on the board. The lead car still Mark Martin trying to put Rusty Wallace a lap down. Wallace just in front. The rear end breaks loose a bit here in turn two. Mark had a thought of going down to the inside. Did not make the move. He'll fall back in line and again follow Rusty Wallace to three. About a car length and a half of empty racetrack between Martin and Dale Earnhardt. Then the lap car of Rick Mast. Now Bill Elliott, the third place car, has got Ken Schrader right on his bumper. Kenny Schrader every time has started back in the pack when he hasn't been up at the front and worked his way right back up there to be a factor. He has had one of the best cars here all day. Right now, he works on Bill Elliott again in turn two. Elliott closes in on the rear deck of the lap car. Rick Mass, Schrader right there as well. Schrader looks to the outside. That's where he's made most of his passes here this afternoon in turn two. For now, he'll fall back in line behind Elliott. Rusty Wallace's car wiggled a little bit off of turn number two, but Mark Martin was not able to take advantage. Once again, he follows in Wallace's tire tracks around the middle of three and four. We've talked so much about the top 10. Let's take it a little bit further back here in the running order. Behind 10th spot, you've got 11th place Ted Musgrave, Darrell Waltrip 12th, Michael Waltrip 13th, Terry Labonte 14th, 15th is Mike Wallace, or rather Kenny Wallace, running in 15th, 16th Lake Speed, Rusty Wallace now in 17th spot. One lap down, 18th Rick Mast, 19th Derek Colt, 20th is Jeff Bodine, 21st belongs to the Jeff Burton car, Steve Grissom is 22nd, Dick Trickle is 23rd, 24th Phil Parsons, 25th now Jeremy Mayfield with 26th John Andretti, 27th spot they'll post Jimmy Spencer ahead of 28th place running Kyle Petty, 29th Dale Jarrett, and 30th spot is where you'll find Ward Burton. Average speed, 122.776 miles an hour. Only two teams in the garage. Joe Nemechek with engine failure. Harry Gant with the accident that brought out the third caution of the day. Right now, we have had 10 different lead changes among seven drivers. 109 laps go up on the scoreboard, and for the moment, the guys at the front of the pack seem content to ride nose to tail. Rusty Wall
Wallace very determined they're not going to put him a lap down if he can help it. Mark Martins took a couple of shots at him, but that's all he's been able to do as Rusty holds him off again. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Ken Schrader now leading here in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. We're in Darlington Raceway, South Carolina. Glad you're tuned in alongside Barney Hall. I'm Eli Gold. We've got Joe Moore and Alan Bestwick covering the action in the turns with Jim Phillips, Dick Brooks, and Winston Kelly working on the pit roads that span both the front and the back straightaway here. Mark Martin led from lap 82 through lap 129. Then Schrader made the move at lap number 130 to assume the lead, the 11th driver, or actually the 11th lead change of this day among seven different drivers. Meanwhile, at the same time, Ted Musgrave began showing some smoke out of the header pipes, and he's gone to the pit area. Winston? Ted Musgrave was running in 27th position in the Family Channel colors. Robin Pemberton, Howard Comstock, and the crew had swarmed over the car. It appears to be blowing some steam out of the right side of the engine compartment. He's fired it back up, as you can hear in the background. They're putting water a little bit in the radiator. Robin Pemberton with his head in the right side of the engine compartment, trying to diagnose the problem. He's talking to Ted Musgrave on the radio, now putting some more water in the radiator as overheating problems on Ted Musgrave's car. Phil Parsons is in for service. Right side rubber by Peter Suspenzo and the crew. It'll be a four-tire stop. They wheel around to the left side of the Melling Ford. Four tires and Unical gasoline for Phil Parsons. One car almost turning around over toward Joe Moore down on the apron of the track just a minute ago. That was Jimmy Spencer once again trying to make his way onto the pit lane. If you come through turn one here and you're still up on the banking, you're going to be in trouble if you're going to try to make the turn onto pit road. And twice today, Spencer came around about halfway between one and two, then suddenly decided to bank, uh, turn off the banking and make the way on the pit lane. When you get that close to the entrance of the pit road, you're in trouble and he had to hit the brakes and almost turned the car around. Not been a good day here at Darlington for Jimmy Spencer. For Junior Johnson's other car, Bill Elliott, it is currently up in the second position and it's been very strong all afternoon long. Kenny Schrader is the man they're chasing right now. He's just out of turn number two and heading down the back straightaway up toward Allen Bestwick. While Schrader seems to be pouring on the steam, Mark Martin is really slipping and sliding all over the place. Dale Earnhardt got by him a couple laps ago. Now here goes Todd Bodine by Mark Martin. He almost turned it around off the second corner. Martin's car now sliding back to the fifth spot. Todd Bodine on those worn tires now, running as quickly as some of the other teams are that have new tires. Troy Selberg and the boys have done a lot of work on that race car, and they have been growing week after week after after week. Here comes Rusty Wallace now as he'll bring his uh, Ford into the attention of Buddy Powered and the crew. Well, they're going to do the same thing as everybody else. A little more vigorously cleaning the windshield. Doing a little bit of, uh, see, they took a little weight out of the right rear. So that means he wants to tighten the car up just a little bit. And uh, they've got two tires done. They're finishing up the other two. Got a can of gas in now. He's full of gas. He drives away. Jeff Gordon brings his car onto pit road right now. Meanwhile, we had a couple of pit stops in the back pits. Kyle Petty was in. He got four tires and gasoline. Jimmy Spencer came in. Four tires and gasoline as well. The Brad T car in. Same service there. Four tires and gasoline along with Dale Jarrett. The pit board now out for Michael Waltrip as we expect the Pennzoil Pontiac to come onto pit road momentarily. It's kind of like one of those races we had. I forget exactly where it was, but somebody has been on pit road virtually every lap. Might have been Rockingham earlier in the season, but uh, here we are at lap number 138. Dale Earnhardt slowing on the racetrack. Here he comes out of turn number four. He does not come down pit road. 
But he certainly was uh, not quite as stout coming he through might, the turn as he had wanted, Alan. I think he was. I think he might have meant to go on pit road and just didn't get the turn cut in time. The entrance is to pit road. You heard Joe Moore describe trying to get onto the back pit road a lap ago for Jimmy Spencer. It's the same thing. It's a very awkward turn off of the banking to get around the end of the wall that protects the pit road from the racetrack. That wall kind of leans back away from the racetrack. It's a very awkward turn to come down off the banking. You almost have to turn left, get inside of that wall, then turn back to the right again to go down the pit lane, and I don't think Earnhardt quite made the cut. Well, he didn't. Mark Martin makes the cut, though. He'll come down the pit lane. Also, Derek Kolp is in. Kenny Wallace is in. Bobby Labonte has been in. But uh, I'll tell you, you miss a turn here, and you find yourself in a world of hurt. Dale Earnhardt had been running up with the lead cars and still here at the uh, 139th lap, back up to racing pace at this stage of the afternoon. 140 is on the board now. That's the lap count of 367 that make up the total laps here today. That's 500 miles around Darlington. Here comes Dale Earnhardt now, tiptoeing it through the turn, and he'll make a pit stop here at lap number 141 as he, along with most everybody else, have been in at this point, though, Barney, about a 43-lap run as I look back on the uh, most recent numbers. So they are stretching it just a little bit more than earlier. Well, they did say that it would get better the more rubber they worked into the racetrack, although you you heard one of our pit reporters say that Leo Mel, the director of racing for Goodyear, said don't look for it to get a whole lot better before the day is over. 40 laps right now. I think any team down there would be tickled to death to get that kind of wear. Here's Kenny Schrader bringing his car in. He currently is the leader or will give it up now that he makes his pit stop. Bill Elliott, the second place car, trails in the pits right behind him. Also, Morgan Shepard is in along with Ricky Rudd. Jim Phillips. Earnhardt completed his stop for Barney, 17.4 seconds. A good stop for that group. Morgan Shepard is in. The right side is up. Now the Budweiser crew go around the left side. They're going to change the left side tires now. A Schrader peels out of the pit, slides it sideways, and now hits down the pit lane. Elton is three, and he's on his way. And Ricky Rudd is in in front of Dick Rook. Well, Rudd got four tires and gas. And uh, just a while ago, Dick Trickle was in. Derek Cope was in. They got four tires and gas in the car, as uh, was Kenny Wallace. Here, Darrell Waltrip goes past the start-finish line as the new race leader. Darrell has not yet pitted in this sequence, so he goes off into turn number one. He's quickly bypassed by Mark Martin, who did stop three laps ago, while Terry Labonte here at lap number 142 brings the Kellogg's car onto the pit road for service. But Darrell Waltrip now being shown as the race leader. He is the 12th time we've had a lead change among eight different drivers here this afternoon. That number is going to continue to grow because of all of these green flag stops. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio. MRN Radio is sponsored by Wix Filters. You'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Dale Jarrett's car. By True Value. See your True Value hardware store. Help is just around the corner. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of NASCAR. For that deep down body thirst by McDonald's. Every day is race day at McDonald's. Breakfast at McDonald's, the best start in racing. And by Dentine. Brush your breath clean with a great taste of Dentine. 
Welcome everybody to Darlington Raceway. We're in South Carolina for the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Slowed for the fourth time today by caution as Jimmy Spencer finds himself up against the outside retaining wall. We'll have to wait and hear exactly from Jimmy as to what happened. He was running in close quarters with the Steve Grissom and Jeff Gordon cars. We'll find out as to exactly how it was that the McDonald's board ends up in the wall. Right now, 11 cars on the lead lap. Sterling Marlin being shown as the race leader, though he pitted moments ago, and that will hand the lead back over to Ken Schrader, who is now in charge of this event as the 15th time we have had a lead change today among nine different drivers. 14 lead changes just prior to the stop by Schrader, or rather the stop by Sterling Marlin moments ago. We're working the 22nd lap of caution today. Average speed, 129.867 miles an hour. We are again giving you a rundown that's somewhat disjointed here because we're in the midst of these caution flag stops, including one now for the Kenny Wallace team in front of Dick Brooks. Yeah, they got tires and gas. They're off and gone. Uh, Jeff Burton's the same way. Uh, Rudd's in. They, they're working under the hood of that car. I'm trying to find out what it is. Also the same with Rusty Wallace. And there's some cars in the pits in front of Jim Phillips. Well, one of those is Ward Burton, and there's lots of water coming out of the right side of the overflow vent on the Ward Burton car. You talk about bad luck today. Ward Burton has stopped three times under green, and the caution has come out right after he stopped and caught him and got him another lap down. So he lost three laps like that. Bad luck is following some of the drivers here this afternoon. The wrecker has hooked up to Jimmy Spencer's McDonald's car and will take it back to the garage area. And as I said, we hope to catch up with Jimmy here and get his version as to what happened coming from turn four when we looked up and saw him into the outside, outside wall right here at the start-finish line. He was not a happy camper, that's for sure. 189 are on the board. Terry Labonte comes back into the pits. Bobby Hamilton brings his machine back in also. Taking a look at what's coming up on the NASCAR calendar, September 17th and 18th, the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina has a big NASCAR triple header for the street stocks, the late model stocks, and the NASCAR modifieds. It's the Coca-Cola 300. That's September 17th and 18th, an annual event at Enoch Staley's North Wilkesboro Speedway. Of course, next weekend, we'll be in Richmond, Virginia, where Richmond International Raceway hosts a big NASCAR doubleheader. Friday, we'll have bush pole updates for you for the NASCAR car Winston Cup Series beginning at 5.30 Eastern Time. That's Friday evening. Friday night, the Autolite 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series. You'll hear it here on MRN beginning at 7.15 Eastern Time on Friday night. Saturday evening, the Miller 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Again, here on MRN Radio with the race broadcast beginning at 7.15 Eastern Time. The weekend, they call the showdown at sundown. It's available to you at Richmond International Raceway. Call the ticket office. They're open every day leading up to their event. And so, too, is the ticket office open at the Monster Mile and Dover, Delaware. They've got the Split Fire 500 weekend coming up on September the 18th. September 25th will be at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia for the Goodies 500. Then October the 2nd, the Winston Cup cars go to North Wilkesboro for the Tyson Holly Farms 400. That's Sunday, October the 2nd. And again, ticket offices are open there. Also, you might want to make note of some events you'll be hearing here on MRN Radio. On November the 12th, Saturday, the ARCA 500K will be at the Atlanta Motor Speedway for that race. And November November the 20th, it's a Sunday, the Pro Gold 400 at the Myrtle Beach Speedway here in South Carolina for the NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Series. So a lot of different events still coming your way here as the 1994 season winds towards a conclusion. This has been a very lengthy caution as they have cleaned up 
here in the front straightaway from Jimmy Spencer's accident going into the front straightaway wall just a moment ago. Meanwhile, I think we've had a couple of pit stops in front of Winston Kelly in the back pits. Yes, Sterling Marlin, who was leading the event, came in on lap number 187 along with Michael Waltrip. They sprayed some water on the front grill section of Michael Waltrip's car, brought him back in another lap later, raised the hood on the car, put some water in the radiator. They said it's running just a little bit hot, not too bad to worry about. Now Michael Waltrip comes down pit road again. Tony Liberati and the rest of the crew going underneath the hood, putting some water in that car. Kyle Petty's car was on pit road. The hood was up on it. We'll talk to Jim Long, Barry Dotson, and the crew, see what the problem is there. Jimmy Spencer has walked is walking along in front of his car, which is badly mangled up. Jimmy, a little bit disgusted and understandably so. Jimmy, we're glad you're okay. What happened out there? I'll tell you, the McDonald's car wasn't what it needed to be, but we had a capable of finishing the top 10, you know, and uh, I'll tell you something. I just got hit from behind on the right side. The 29 car hit me, and uh, uh, they say somebody hit him, and uh, I really don't know, but I just got put in the wall, and I just I'm had a tough year, you know, it's, it's situations like that that, don't make it any better, but uh, we'll just try and do a little bit better next week at Richmond. Two-time winner in 94, Jimmy Spencer out this afternoon. Things happen so quick here at Darlington, or any racetrack we go to for that matter. A lot of times when guys get together, you pretty well know when somebody hit you intentionally, but I don't think that was the case here this afternoon. It's just a case of when you get chain reaction sometimes and things like that are going to happen. Bobby Labonte just went behind the wall a minute ago. Dick Brooks is there. Yeah, uh, Bobby... Bobby's sitting in his car here. Uh, Bobby, you got your car running pretty good, but now it's having happened. What happened? Uh, it appears we got a hold of the radiator, and uh, we've been running hot for about 30 or 40 laps, and uh, it appears that we burned a piston or stuck a piston uh, piston ring. And uh, we were just fixing to pit when that yellow happened, so we rode around for a little bit and uh, tried to get a few more laps out of the out of the black flag, and if they let us, so we're going to try to fix the radiator and get back out there. It's just one of those days for the Max House Pontiac. Oh, he, had a, he got a lot of water spraying out of it, all right. I tell you, these guys, there's so much rubber on the racetrack, they're having a lot of trouble keeping the radiators clean. The, uh, the car, Ricky Rudds, they came in a while ago, said they were running about 240, and they back flushed the radiator as much as they could. There's a shaker screen in front of these radiators, and everybody anticipating, or most people anticipating this happening, and uh, it kind of helps filter out some of that rubber and uh, stuff coming up through there. What happens, the rubber hits the radiator. Rubber's hot anyway. And it hits the radiator, radiator real hot, and then it kind of melts and sticks to it. It doesn't like melt into it, but it just sticks tight to it, and you can't knock it off. So uh, it's a it's a problem that doesn't happen uh, to the front grill. It's just generally up in the radiator section, and everybody's having the same trouble with it. Well, as I say, for some it's a diamond, for some it's a stone. That's the way this day has been. It was one of those great days, though, here at Darlington back in 1985 when Bill Elliott took the checkered flag and won the Winston Million, and that. That is the highlight we bring you today as STP helps MRN Radio look back on its 25 years of bringing you NASCAR racing. This MRN Silver Anniversary Flashback is sponsored by STP. Drive a better car. September 1st, 1985. Bill Elliott claims the Winston Million Dollar Bonus by winning the Southern 500 at Darlington. Elliott works his way around this racetrack, and these fans will go crazy here this afternoon if Bill Elliott pockets the Winston Million, and right now it looks like he will. One more lap, and Bill Elliott will be a million dollars richer, the richest day for one driver in the history of motorsports. He's taken the white flag from Harold Kinder. He's back in turn one for the last time. People who have been watching without emotion all day now waving wildly as Elliott's on the backstretch. Elliott hustles down the backstretch for the final time. No lap traffic. 
Nobody to block his path to the checkered flag. Here's Bill Elliott out of turn number four. Harold Kinder has the checkered flag in hand, and Elliott takes it and wins the Winston Million and the Southern 500. Bill, can you believe it? Has it hit home yet? I'll tell you what, they say I couldn't handle pressure. I don't know after today. I think I did a pretty good job. Did you know they used to run the Daytona 500 right on the beach? Just a bunch of seriously wild guys out to win in the hottest cars they could get their hands on. For 40 years, STP has been racing right along with them. Today, STP products are the number one products at the track. Racing may have changed over the years, but one thing is still the same. If you want to win, you've got to drive a better car. STP, drive a better car. Only three weeks remain in the battle for the richest NASCAR Winston Racing Series payoff ever. Here at Darlington, the Winston Cup cars remain under caution, so it's a chance for us to congratulate Mark Bergdorf, who right now leads the central region of the NASCAR Winston Racing Series. Jack Sprague out of Concord, North Carolina, is leader in the eastern seaboard region. Mel Wallen leads up in Minnesota. Barry Beggerly in Pelham, North Carolina, the mid-Atlantic region. The mid-America region leader, Dale Plank from Homer, New York. In the northeast region, Charlie Cragen of Hopewell, Pennsylvania leads. He runs up at the Jennerstown Speedway as his home track. Out in the Pacific Coast region, Larry Phillips, longtime Winston Racing Series champion. He leads out of Springfield, Missouri, and in the Sunbelt region, Madison, Alabama's Bruce Stone, who calls the Huntsville Raceway his home track as we wind down to the final three weeks of the Winston Racing Series. Some racetrack activity over the weekend. The late model stocks were rained out at the Somerville Speedway in South Carolina, but on Friday in Lincoln, Nebraska, Kyle Burke was the winner, running at the Eagle Raceway in their 30-lap late model feature over Dave. Dave Chase, who came home in second spot. Mike Clem winning in Kansas City, Kansas in the late model feature at the Lakeside Speedway. Ryan Dolan gets the checkered flag at West Liberty Raceway on the dirt in West Liberty, Iowa. Steve Boley came home in second spot. The Featherlight Modified Tour for NASCAR had Mike Uanitsko from Long Island picking up his second win of the year. Wayne Anderson retook the point lead with his second place finish. Charlie Pastoryak, the Connecticut driver, came home in third. Bruce D'Alessandro finished fourth, and Tom Baldwin from out on Long Island came home in fifth. Reggie Ruggiero finished in ninth with their next event coming up on the 14th, or rather the 11th of this month, I should say, at the Thompson Speedway in Connecticut. They'll be running the Thompson 300. Out west, the Winston West Tour ran at the Tri-Cities Raceway in West Richland, Washington last night. Mike Chase got the win in his Chevrolet. Good run for John Krebs. He came home in second spot. The pole sitter, Lance Wade, finished third in his fourth. Board, Jeff Davis and P.J. Jones. P.J. running on the Winston West Tour this weekend. He brought his Ford home the fifth spot. Mike Chase continues as the point leader now by 90 over John Krebs. Ron Hornaday Jr., who finished 16th in the race, drops from second to third in the seasonal points. Also a tip of the hat to the John Krebs team. They won their pit crew championship out on the Winston West scene. Also here at Darlington yesterday, in and around the rain, a rain-shortened event, Mark Martin gets the win on the 11th annual Gatorade 200 with Dale Jarrett, Mike Wallace, Johnny Benson, and Chad Little rounding out the top five. David Green continues as the series point leader now. He's got 3,065 points. 
to the 2,974 points for Ricky Craven with the Bush Series next event coming up, as we told you, next Friday evening under the lights at Richmond International Raceway. So that brings you up to speed there. Here at Darlington right now, NASCAR is repositioning a couple of cars with the spin of Sterling Marlin in one end of the racetrack and the accident here on the main straightaway with Jimmy Spencer. NASCAR is not penalizing anybody. They're just repositioning some cars who have to happen to get a lap up on the field inadvertently through the spins and so on. And that's why uh, we remain under caution here for a few extra laps. Now, one of those cars is Hut Strickland in the Smoking Joe's Camel car. It's sitting here at the start-finish line right now, waiting to get him back in his proper position. 197 laps go up on the scoreboard, and I was just sitting here thinking how many pit stops we've watched today and how many tires we've changed. Jim Phillips, any any idea of you, you keeping up with uh, what how many tires they've put on these cars today for the average car in there? Well, I just looked at Mark Martin's pit. They started out with 10 sets before the race started. Right now, they have eight sets of new tires in their pit. So they've been buying tires all day long. So far, the Martin team has put on uh, six sets, and uh, you've got people like uh, Jeff O'Nine, eight to nine sets of tires. That is a gang of tires, kind of like Junior Johnson said. We had a bigger pile of used tires out there. They couldn't even find our pit. He said we had so many tires piled up in front of it. It's been that kind of day. 197 on the board. And we're getting set to go back to green flag racing now. The leader is Ken Schrader, Bill Elliott second, Mark Martin third, Morgan Shepard will restart in fourth, Dale Earnhardt fifth, sixth will be Sterling Marlin, Jeff Gordon seventh, eighth will be Ricky Rudd, ninth will be the Jeff Burton car, and tenth Mike Walchip, eleventh spot Darrell Walchip, twelfth will be Kenny Wallace, 13th Rick Mast, 14th they will post Rusty Wallace and uh, Dale Jarrett restarts 15th. The only cars on the lead lap are the top 11 beginning with the leader Schrader and down to 11th spot Darrell Waltrip. Everybody with a brand new set of rubber on the car right now and a full tank of Unical fuel waiting to go back under green. Here they come off turn number four. If they've got anything for Kenny Schrader, they've took a lot of shots at him today, but nobody's been able to head him off at the pass, so to speak. Green flag is in the air and Schrader sets sail. As he heads into turn number one, right behind him is Bill Elliott. Let's see what they can do as they get to turn two. Schrader goes to the outside of the lap car down low. That's Brad Teague heading up that line on the inside of the track. He'll clear Teague off turn number two. Elliott goes by. Here's Mark Martin and Morgan Shepard also making that move to the outside. The lap car is still trying to clear the lap traffic as they come to the entrance of turn number three. The top five now will have made that move around Brad Teague's car. Here goes Sterling Marlin, also Jeff Gordon. They'll clear lap traffic in turn four. Oh, Sterling Marlin, he's hanging right in there. Jeff Gordon also with a lot of pit stops today. Ray Everham and the Rainbow Warriors keeping them very much in the hunt. The leaders back in one. Front seven cars all the way from the lap traffic. Single file. The shuffle's going to be back for third. Mark Martin there trying to hold off Morgan Shepard. Shepard looks back. Earnhardt's trying to make a move to his inside. Martin bogged down just a little bit in the middle of one and two. Shepard nudged him a bit from behind. Had to roll out of the throttle for an extra split second. Allow Mark to get straightened out, but everybody's off and running in turn four. And while the fans are watching that scramble, there's a pretty good one going on between Ricky Rudd and Michael Waltrip. That would have been for about ninth position between those two. Now that settles out also. The lead pack goes back to two. Ken Schrader shows the way. Car length his lead over Bill Elliott. About four car lengths back to that third place battle. Continuing Mark Martin there holding off the Morgan Shepard car and now picking down to the inside Earnhardt and Sterling Marlin. Earnhardt tried to get a run on Morgan Shepard down the back straightaway. Wasn't able to get it done. He goes back in line single file. He's right pressed up against the back of Shepard's car. He looks low off of four. And here he comes off the corner. Dale trying to keep that car from binding up on him. He's going to get some drafting help down the main straightaway. 
He and Sterling Marlin hook up to the inside of Morgan Shepard while Elliott looks at a piece of the lead. Elliott looks down on the inside of Schrader. Schrader's got it hooked up, coming up off the corner. Again, the car breaks loose a bit. Schrader driving it like he wants it. Elliott can't do anything with it for now. Elliott able to stay within a car length of Schrader, though. Then it's about seven or eight car lengths back to Mark Martin. He has a couple three on Dale Earnhardt. Here's Bill Elliott now within a couple of feet of Ken Schrader in turn but four. It doesn't take very long to figure out with about five laps since they put him back under green. The front two have already pulled a long ways away from the third place car. And Joe, that indicates just how strong those two cars are. They're moving out now by about 10 car lengths over the Mark Martin car, but now starting to form their own battle again. Bill Elliott takes a shot at Ken Schrader. Pulled down on the inside off turn two, but couldn't make it stick once they hit the back straightaway. Entrance to turn number three. Schrader's bright green and white Chevrolet slides a little bit wide in the corner, but Elliott's red and white Budweiser Ford has to take the identical line. He'll have to hold his spot. Still the lead lap cars number 11 while we've got nearly 160 laps yet to go. Here at Darlington, it looks as though Mount Vesuvius has just erupted beneath the hood of the Budweiser Ford. A lot of smoke now from that radiator area. Jim was telling you how they were just shooting the uh, water hose in to try and cool down the Bud Ford. And that is a uh, situation that we're seeing on so many teams. Let's go back to the Bill Elliott pit area. Well, Junior Johnson continued to put water into the grill section. Eli, it looked like it was coming out the overflow. Let's see as he leaves the pit. And I uh, can't see any fluids coming out of the back of the car that's good news but uh, they did put an awful lot of water in the front end and I'm thinking they might come back if uh, they have more caution laps to put uh, more water in the grill section and it's going to cost him a lot in track position alone as they try to cool the Budweiser forward down because he'll have to go all the way back toward the tail end of the field if they bring him back in one more time in fact he will whether they bring him back in or not 220 laps are on the scoreboard let's check in the back pits Sterling Marlin and Michael Wassup, the only two cars on the lead lap, came in under the first lap of caution, got four tires in gasoline. The rest of the cars came in on lap 219. Michael Waltrip back in for service. The temperature had gone down on the Pennzoil Pontiac, but it was raising just enough that they wanted to bring it back in and keep some water in the radiator. They raised the hood, put it in the radiator. They sprayed off the front grill section of the car. They had the pit board out. Tony Liberati has the water hose in his hand as if they're going to bring Michael in back several more times to put as much water in that Pontiac as they can. Same thing with Darrell Waltrip now. Uh, Clyde Booth, Pete Peterson, Pete Wright and the boys had the hood up on the Western Auto Chevrolet. They were getting some of that rubber removed as best they could and uh, shooting some more water into the radiator as we're about a lap or so away from going back to green. Don't forget, coming up next weekend, actually coming up uh, in about 45 minutes from now, before we look to what's ahead, uh, there's racing later today for the NASCAR Bush North cars at the Lee USA Speedway in Lee, New Hampshire. The Bud 200 is set for 4.30 Eastern time today, so those of you who might be tuned in up in uh, the beautiful granite state of New Hampshire, bring the radio along and head out to uh, the Lee USA Speedway. They've got racing there in about 45 minutes from now. Also coming up later tonight, the Winston 150 for the NASCAR Winston Northwest Tour. That's at the Tri-City Raceway in West Richland, Washington, 7.30 this evening. And coming up tomorrow for your Labor Day racing, the Auto Acres Hawkeye 40. That's the NASCAR Bush All-Star Tour running on the dirt at Davenport, Iowa Speedway. That's Monday tomorrow at 6 o'clock Central Time, NASCAR on the dirt. And also upcoming on the NASCAR Slim 
Jim All Pro Series next Sunday, September the 11th, the Missouri 250 at the I-70 Speedway in Odessa, Missouri. The NASCAR Slim Jim All Pro Series is a darn good points battle shaping up right now as they head down to their conclusion. And, of course, we'll have that final race of the year for you, the Pro Gold 400 from Myrtle Beach Speedway coming up uh, later this season. 221 laps on the board. They were just given the indication they'll go back to green this time around. Rusty Wallace making a late pit stop. They had the hood up on that car, cleaning rubber out of the grill on it also. Rusty is down and away. will join the tail end of the field. Not been a real good day here for Rusty. The leader, Dale Earnhardt. He is at the front of the pack. Kitty Schrader will chase him for a while here as they get ready to go back to green. Mark Martin lines up third, fourth. That is Morgan Shepard in fifth right now as they get ready to come down and take the green is Sterling Marlin. Green flag goes in the air as Doyle Ford puts it up there. Kenny Wallace is the first lap car down to the inside of the leader, Dale Earnhardt, as they race back into turn one. Earnhardt gets a couple of car lengths jump on Ken Schrader, who now just clears the Kenny Wallace car to the outside. Now comes Mark Martin and Morgan Shepard. They're still racing alongside some of the lap traffic on the back straightaway. Sterling Marlin tucked right up on Shepard's back bumper now. They're trying to work to the outside of Brick Mast and Jeff Bodine's cars. They're down on the inside line as the field arcs its way into turn number three. Here's Schrader right on Earnhardt's back bumper in four. Oh, Kenny strong today. That Kodiak Chevrolet really humming as he cuts the inside now of Earnhardt here at the start-finish line. That would have been a photo finish had it been the last lap of the race. But by the time they get to turn number one, Schrader's got the lead, but can he hang on? Schrader clears it, drives in deep, opens up the inside. Earnhardt tries to come back, retake the lead, but he can't do it. Schrader just too darn tough. He'll hang on to the lead on the back stretch. He'll put Schrader back out in front with Earnhardt second. Mark Martin is now caught up to Earnhardt with the front two racing back and forth for position. Morgan Shepard now finally clearing the lap traffic. He'll set off after Martin. Give Kenny Schrader all the credit in the world. That's the hardest I've seen Kenny Schrader drive in a long, long time. He's got the car underneath him today, and boy, he's not giving up any ground whatsoever. Earnhardt goes after him again in turn two. Earnhardt drives in hard going into turn number two. He's got the inside lane and a fender up alongside Ken Schrader. He'll try to pull even halfway down the back straight away, but again, Schrader outruns him. All the way to the entrance of turn number three now. Earnhardt about a foot off Schrader's back bumper trying to press Kenny hard into the corner, but Schrader's car holds its line in the middle of the turn. Earnhardt has to fall back single file. Remember here in the spring, Earnhardt led 166 laps in the Trans-South 400, so he running well here is not really a surprise, but here comes another man into the picture. Mark Martin's within a car length and a half. Martin closes in on the front two. Again, Earnhardt looks to the inside of Schrader coming into turn two. Schrader's got plenty of room. He'll hold him off as Mark Martin watches this all transpire. Farther back, Bill Elliott tried to slice his way through traffic. Now he works his way to the outside of Kenny Wallace's car. The next one in line he'll have to take on will be Ricky Rudd. Rudd running in the seventh spot, Elliott in eighth. I remember Bill had to spend a couple of extra pit stops getting some of that rubber out of the grill and cooling the car down. It's still running strong enough to get back up there, but he's got a long ways to go. But fortunately, he's got plenty of time left to do it. The leader's back in two. Run four cars, single file at Schrader, Earnhardt, Mark Martin, then the Morgan Shepard car. Got a lapped car in between the Shepard and the fifth place car of Sterling Marlin. That lap car belongs to Rick Mass. Then behind Marlin, you got about 10 car lengths of empty racetrack. Then it's sixth place Jeff Gordon, the lap car of Jeff Bodine, seventh place Ricky Rudd, about two car lengths of racetrack, and then eighth place Bill Elliott. Jeff Bodine running in the 21st position, being shown three laps down here at lap 227. 367 laps is what we'll be running here today on this track that measures 1.366 miles around. Here they work off turn number two. The lead car is about the equidistant one for the next, roughly three to car four car lengths from first to second, and the same from second back to third. 
Good challenge right now will be for the fourth and fifth spots, or the closest challenge anyway. That's where Sterling Marlin is about a half a car length off Morgan Shepard's back bumper. Well, that's a team that has worked hard all day long. Sterling got behind in the early part of the race and has struggled from back in the pack on about four or five occasions. Each time he's been able to work his way back up to the top four. And Joe Moore, if he can get up there, he can be a factor. He looks quite strong coming into the turn. He blew by Rick Mast's lap car last time here coming off turn number two. He's right up on the rear decker. Shepard now challenging for fourth. Single file, though, as they come down the back stretch. Here's the challenge for the seventh spot. Bill Elliott to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Elliott will dust off Rudd's Ford at the entrance to turn number three. Now he's got about a second to make up before he'll catch Jeff Gordon in sixth. But all the while, Ken Schrader continues to lead. Here at Darlington Raceway, some of the lead cars back on pit road now for the second time in the last couple of laps. And it's been rather unusual to see everybody who is in has had the hood go up on their car. From the teams that are a few laps down, Bobby Hamilton, to a couple of laps down, Darrell Waltrip and Rusty Wallace, to cars on the lead lap. Everybody's had the hoods up. The crews have been taking metal brushes or anything they can to try and just clean away some of that soft rubber that has clogged the airflow to keep these racing engines cool. Jeremy Mayfield is one of the 12 retirees this afternoon. He has just come out of the transporter on the back pit area. Winston? Jeremy, in early afternoon, what happened to the car? Well, you know, the fingerhood Ford run good all day, and we're real happy with it, you know, just trying to pick our way up to the field and just take our time, you know, stay out of trouble and be there at the end. And it started running hot, you know. Darlington's bad about the grills covering up with rubber and all, and we run hot and evidently bought a head gasket. That's the word on Jeremy Mayfield. Started 25th, ran up as high as 16th this afternoon, but he's out. And, of course, his car owner, Cale Yarborough, as we mentioned earlier, been a big weekend for him, inducted into the National Motorsport Press Association Hall of Fame here yesterday as the man who had some 83 NASCAR Winston Cup wins and the only driver to this date to ever win three consecutive NASCAR Winston Cup championships. And, uh, Barney, you saw Cale race many years longer than I, but I certainly remember him as uh, a man who if the car was just the least little bit off he could wrestle it to victory lane i mean he, he's kind of like a dale earnhardt now when a car's off he can win with it kale was really good at doing that he was one of those drivers that never gave up he, he no matter how bad the car was junior said you know kale did not and if kale's listening he'll probably shoot me but junior said he didn't know that much about a race car in other words he didn't tell the team change this spring do that he'd just come in and say it's loose it's pushing it's whatever and then they'd fix it or do whatever, and he'd take the car back out and make it work, whether they fixed it or whether they didn't. He just, he would not give up. He was one of the toughest I've ever seen in this business. That's why the man's in many halls of fame now, including the NMPA Hall of Fame. Don't forget, next weekend we'll be in Richmond, Virginia for a big NASCAR doubleheader under the lights. Our coverage starts Friday. Bush Pole updates for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series beginning at 5.30 Eastern Time. Then Friday night, the Autolite 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series here on MRN at 7.15. Eastern and Saturday night the Miller 400 for these same NASCAR Winston Cup cars. That's it again 715 Eastern time Saturday from Richmond, Virginia. The ticket office is open every day and it's open I'm sure right now certainly until about five o'clock to help you make your ticket plans. Then September 18th will be in Dover, Delaware for the Split Fire 500. It's the Goodies 500 at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia September 25th and October 2nd the Tyson Holly Farms 400 at North Wilkesboro plus 
plus our season-ending Pro Gold 400 at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for the NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Series. That's on November 20th. And our bonus coverage of the ARCA 500K from Atlanta Motor Speedway on Saturday, November the 12th. Ticket offices at all of those racetracks are open. So, too, in Rockingham at Phoenix, anywhere you'd like to visit a NASCAR Winston Cup or Bush Series race down the tail end of this 1994 season. 301 laps are on the board. The field was just given the indication. One more lap. Actually, it's about a quarter of a lap right now as they're up in turns three and four, and they will put them back under green. Darrell Waltrip makes a late pit stop again as the hood went up, and they clean more rubber out of the grill on his car. Dale Earnhardt is the leader. Riding second is Mark Martin. Lining up third in the running order right now is Morgan Shepard. Fourth right now is Morgan, uh, not Morgan Shepard, but Bill Elliott, and right behind him comes Sterling Marlin. A lot of lap cars down to the inside. Dale Jarrett will be the first one, and a car on the tail end of the lead lap. Jeff Gordon just ahead of leader Dale Earnhardt as they put the green flag back in the air and everybody's boxed in over in turn two. Earnhardt having a hard time getting by can't go low because Dale Jarrett's there can't go wide to the outside because Jeff Gordon is there. Find it out. Gordon gets out in front of Dale Jarrett. Here's the opening for Earnhardt. Earnhardt's still not able to clear Jarrett's car though. Now they come to the entrance of three. He drives in a little bit deeper. He'll get around Jarrett's car. Now he's got to chase Jeff Gordon to try and put him back a lap down. Jeff Gordon in seventh spot on the tail end of the lead lap directly ahead of the race leader Dale Earnhardt. Mark Martin now who leads the True Value Hard Charger competition is running in second spot. He'll work inside of Dale Jarrett to try and clear race traffic. Mark will make that move. Clear Dale Jarrett here coming in through turn two. Morgan Shepard further back working with three lap cars directly in front of him. Shepard trying to find his way in and around. He's got Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte there, then Dale Jarrett right in front of him running right behind Shepard on his bumper is Bill Elliott. Elliott's going to feel a challenge for fourth from Sterling Marlin. Sterling Marlin takes a look underneath him out of turn number four Let's see if he's going to put a pass on him. No, he won't do it. There's too much traffic directly ahead. He doesn't want to lose anything in that shuffle of traffic, so he'll just tuck in single file. They're back to two. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon has picked up about five car lengths out in front of Dale Earnhardt, trying to stay on the tail end of the lead lap. Earnhardt, then Mark Martin, then all the lap traffic before you come to Morgan Shepard and Bill Elliott. Shepard and Elliott with still Sterling Marlin right in his bumper, then about two, three car lengths to Ricky Rudd, who's next in line. The leader's now single file in the middle of three and four as Rusty Wallace bypasses Terry Labonte. Here comes comes Mark Martin now to within a car length of the race leader. Allen mentioned Rusty Wallace. He's running in 11th. He's two laps down, but the lead battle's a good one and one. Mark Martin going low, but Earnhardt does too, so he can't make the move there. Martin again drops to the inside. He'll get a fender up alongside for the race lead. Martin with his red, white, and blue Ford trying to get up alongside Earnhardt's black Chevrolet. They'll drag race to turn number three. Martin edges out front. He slides wide. Here comes Earnhardt back to the bottom. Haven't seen this one all day, but Earnhardt's going to get the lead right back. Well, that's been a patented move for Dale Earnhardt at Dar and a lot of other racetracks for several years. Let a guy go in the corner a little bit harder than maybe he thinks he does. Drift high and shoot right back underneath him. Dale did it again. They're back in one. Martin's going to try to go low once again. Earnhardt goes way wide up in turn one. Opens up the inside lane for Martin. Let's see if he can make it stick to the inside. The fender up alongside. Once again, Martin is dead even with Earnhardt. Fans in the backstretch all on their feet. Jumping up and down as Martin and Earnhardt slug it out. This time Martin's going to try and protect the inside as they come into three. Earnhardt nudges him in the back end but Mark Martin's going to come away with the lead. So that time Mark Martin said hold on car and stick right here. It did just that and Earnhardt couldn't make the inside move either because Dale Jarrett's car was kind of occupying that piece of real estate also. So the leader is Mark Martin. Martin leads Earnhardt a second in the lap traffic. The cars of Dale Jarrett and Rusty Wallace. Morgan Shepard trying to do something with that trace. 
New fourth place runner now, Sterling Marlin, has gotten around Bill Elliott's car a lap ago. So Marlin now setting off after Morgan Shepard. And Bill Elliott's got his hands full. Ricky Rudd is right on his bumper. And Morgan Shepard wants to get out of that pack of traffic. A couple of lap cars directly ahead. If he could get around them, he could get up there and put a challenge on. He's still got a good running race car and a shot to win this thing. Right now he's trying to get around Dale Jarrett in turn one. He'll clear Jarrett. Now look ahead and see the rusty Wallace car staring him right in front of him. Here's Sterling Marlin further back. Now he's got to get by Dale Jarrett. He taps Dale here in turn two, but's forced to fall back in line behind him. Jarrett will pull down to the inside, allow Sterling Marlin to run up to his outside in turn number three. Marlin will get by. Jarrett's car wiggles a little bit in the corner that's going to hold Bill Elliott up. And here's Ricky Rudd thinking about going three wide and four. It's the battle for fifth. Rudd thought about going inside of Dale Jarrett, then wisely elects not to. He'll follow Bill Elliott to the stripe while everybody chases Mark Martin here late at Darlington. Three hundred and thirteen laps on the board. Three hundred sixty-seven is the total distance today. The race leader, Mark Martin, with Dale Earnhardt right behind him, a half car length back. He's in the second spot. Third is Morgan Shepard. Another great run for the Wood Brothers here at Darlington. That's not surprising. Third overall in car winning percentage here at this racetrack, Jim Phillips. Yes, they have won eight times here at Darlington. Eddie Wood watches his car go by, and he looks like he's closed in a little bit on the leaders. Eddie, great run for you today. Yeah, so far we're doing pretty good. We've been a little tight all day, and we just made an adjustment while it goes. It's pretty good now. Looks like he's closing in a little bit. I don't know. He's just out there riding. Well, right now he's just uh, pacing his way. We do have quite a bit of uh, track time to go on this in this race. 367 laps. Morgan Shepard looked like he was closing in that last lap by. Morgan may be out there riding, but he's riding pretty high right now because he is within striking distance of catching the front two, having a good run as they go back to turn two. Shepard rides along in the third spot with Sterling Marlin in fourth. The great battle's been raging for the fifth spot. Ricky Rudd was up alongside Bill Elliott last time by here. They were dead even exiting the corner, but Elliott got the good run off turn two, held him off last lap, and he'll do it yet again. Ricky Rudd peeks out of the inside with his tied for it. Elliott's Bud Ford, though, will duck down low, block off that groove in turn number three, so Elliott's going to hold on to fifth for now. Rusty Wallace, having gotten around the race leaders a short while ago, now on the tail end of one lap down, which means if he's passed by the leaders again, he'd be two full laps down, but he's picking up some ground here, while the battle for the lead has to take some different lines now in turn two. Barton goes low, Earnhardt goes high, and now Morgan Shepard in the equation. He drops low as well. They'll fall back single file as they exit two. Barton had all kind of trouble getting around a lap car exiting off of turn four. He ran up on Loy Allen's car right at the exact wrong moment at the exact wrong spot in turn four. Earnhardt tried to take a shot at him but wasn't able to make it go. Morgan Shepard continues to ride but his ride right now is bringing him closer and closer to Dale Earnhardt. He's cut it down to less than two car lengths back in turn one. Cars are single file climbing the banking of turn one once again. They'll close in on the car of Rusty Wallace again. He's up to full speed here. Meanwhile the fifth place battle. Again, Ricky Rudd, this time peeking to the outside of Bill Elliott, and again can't do anything with him. He'll fall back single file. Perhaps the fastest car in the racetrack belongs to Jeff Gordon. Right now, running on the tail end of the lead lap, he's running about two seconds in front of Mark Martin. If Gordon's able to get a caution, he'll be right back in the thick of things. Morgan Shepard running in third. He likes this racetrack, but a lot of fellas don't, Morgan. Why do some drivers just dislike this place? Well, I think, first of all, maybe they let Darlington intimidate them because uh, uh, the corners is narrow. Um, you know, it's not a real wide racetrack, uh, but uh, that's what I love about Darlington. It's a tough racetrack. Uh, I haven't been fortunate enough to win here, but uh, I have run good and, uh, and run out front here. 
And that's where Morgan Shepard is right now, not totally up front, but he is third, well, within shouting distance of the leaders here as they come out of turn number four and back to the stripe. Lap 320 going up on the board, 47 laps to go. The leader's back in one. Mark Martin shows the way again. He's about 10 car lengths behind Rusty Wallace, about the tail end of the lead lap. Dale Earnhardt sits about four car lengths behind him, following the same tire tracks as Martin makes here through turns one and two. Distance between Earnhardt and Morgan Shepard has pretty much stabilized over the last couple laps, eight or nine car lengths, then Shepard's got basically a second on Sterling Marlin. Marlin's got about 10 car lengths on Elliott and Rudd. I was about to ask Jim Phillips. I think, Jim, they pitted most of the front runners on the lead lap, pitted around 295, somewhere in that range. Can they get by with one more pit stop? Let's ask Andy Petrie, Dale Earnhardt's crew chief. Can you get by with one more pit stop? Oh, yeah, I think we can go with one more stop. But, uh, you know, Mark's running pretty good. Our car's a bit loose right now. I think we need to adjust it on that last well, that's what they're going to do. They're Earnhardt a little bit loose. They've been adjusted on them. Started out the race. He was tight. Then he adjusted, got it about neutral, and he really got away from him. And now it's a little bit loose. He's backed up some, but they'll adjust on that last pit stop. They'll have to do it in a hurry if it comes under green, because as we say almost every week, races are won and lost on those pit stops. We've seen that happen with the quick stop. Rusty Wallace has made a time or two. He's given track position, and he's went to victory lane. 321 go up on the scoreboard for Mark Martin. He moves around. Jeff Bodine heading up to turn three. Martin dicing in and among some lap cars. Now he's going to run up in the back of Brett Bodine's car. Bodine missing the front end sheet metal on his board from that accident very early on in today's race. Before this race gets down to the final few laps, and we have to tell a major story, I do want to say uh, a big thank you to Dick Brooks. As many of you know, Dick has joined Felix Sabatis as part owner of the team that Bobby Hamilton drives for, the Kendall Pontiac. And Dick was telling us the other day, that he has chosen to spend uh, a good bit more time with the race team on their day-to-day -day operations and consequently will be scaling back his involvement with MRN Radio. He won't be leaving us altogether. You'll likely still be hearing him uh, report from a Bush Series event and other uh, NASCAR Touring Series events, but he'll be cutting back a bit on his schedule of Winston Cup coverage. And Dick, we want you to know that we wish you the very best in uh, this new venture for you. It should be awfully exciting for you. Well, it's going to be a long trip, uh, Eli. I can see a couple things wrong. If the fans see me start dwindling away, they'll know that I've gotten away from you too long and forgot how to eat or, or the proper places to do it. So I don't want that to happen. And uh, all the years I've been with Barney and stuff, uh, we're hoping we can main that. And I'll tell you, the people have been so great to me. And I'd like to say to John McMullen and all the team, just to really appreciate the opportunity to do what I've done. I've enjoyed this about as much as anything in my life for the last six or eight years. And sure plan to come back and join you guys once in a while. Well, definitely so. We're not going to let you get away. But right now, let's watch a great battle for fourth, fifth, and sixth spot in turn number one. Bill Elliott dove to the inside of Sterling Marlin, opened up the lane there. Ricky Rudd says, why not? He dives down as well. He'll pick up that next position. Marlin falls in line and watches them go by. The handle having gone away on Marlin Chevrolet, so he'll lose a couple of spots now in the course of a half a lap. Elliott, if he's going to have any chance to catch Sterling Marlin for third spot, better get on his horse. He's got a long way to go. 325 laps go up on the board as they wind down to the conclusion here this afternoon of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. 325 on the board. 367 will make up the race. As we talked about Jeff Gordon a moment ago, he's had a frustrating day because he's, he's about to go right now a lap down as Mark Martin trails in on him over in turn three. Martin is going to go to the inside of Gordon. Gordon, who on the last restart got way out in front of the race leader. Now the handle's gone away on his Chevrolet, and he's going to lose his spot, go back a lap down now as Martin passes him in four. But I'll tell you, talk about dedication. Here's a team that back on the 11th lap got involved in an accident with Brett Bodine. Brett took full credit for the accident, said it was just one of those things. It was his fault. 
And from the 11th lap, now to lap 326, they've just been thrashing on that car, making the pit stops, dealing with the problems everybody else has had today. And they have now, and only now, gone uh, a lap down here at uh, this late in the event. Uh, that's what a good racing team is made of, though. You don't, uh, you don't stop. And right now, Jeff Gordon still in the top 10 in points, and he won't hurt himself all that much today at all. Let's Eli, I've been watching off of turn four down here, standing down pretty close to it. And these guys are really pulling some tricks up over there, and most of them are making it. But unfortunately, Mike Wallace just didn't make it all the way around, and he uh, popped into it pretty hard, just as you were talking, and uh, hit the right rear pretty hard in the wall and turned four. It's an easy racetrack to get into the walls, particularly at this stage of the race. Every driver we've ever talked to said you take your attention, lose your concentration off this racetrack for just a moment. The wall can reach out and grab you. We've seen Dale Earnhardt drive into the wall down in turns one and two, running all by himself in the late stages of the race and leading. Bill Elliott's done it. Almost everybody that's been here at a given time has popped the walls here at Darlington. 328 laps go up on the scoreboard. Ricky Rudd's had a pretty good day here. He currently is being shown in fifth place. Talked with Ricky yesterday, and I said, you know, it seems like you always are up in the top four or five, but your finishes here have just never been indicative of how good you normally run this racetrack. Well, Barney, we've been fortunate. At least I, I can say I've won at Darlington before, and not nowhere uh, near as amount of races I'd like to try to have won here. But we've come close sometimes and seen that we've got swept up in wrecks, and we've had the normal, typical Darlington type uh, of luck. But all things considered, it's been a good place for us. Ricky's having a good solid run currently in fifth place. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Here at Darlington, South Carolina, lap 333. The good news for some is that they have pit stops coming and a chance for fresh tires again. The bad news for Dave Marcus, he's gone to the garage area as the 13th retiree of the day. Let's go to Dale Earnhardt's pit stop. Earnhardt brings the Goodrich Chevrolet in. They're going to change four tires and uh, make that chassis adjustment on this stop. Danny Chocolate Myers putting in that Unical gasoline. Left side goes up on Earnhardt's car, so it's just a regular stop and should be his last one. Here on lap uh, 334, Earnhardt peels out of the pits, and he's going back on the racetrack. And now that. here comes Mark Martin down the pit lane. He brings the Vavilene Ford in. It comes to a stop. There is steam coming out of the front of the car when he stopped, but the temperature did get down to 245 degrees. We're waiting to see if they do bring the hose out to try to cool it off some more. Yes, they do. They're spraying water on the left side of the grill section as they change the left side tires down and away. 17.2 seconds for Mark Martin. A couple of cars in in front of Dick Brooks. Well, Jeff Burton's in. They're uh, servicing his car up and trying to get him hooked up. Terry Labonte's in doing the same thing with him as Rusty Wallace is in. Rusty's car has been one of those cars been slipping pretty hard coming off the floor, so he's driving awful hard to keep it on the racetrack. But uh, they're getting him serviced up to the left side now and going to go away also. Bill Elliott's in in front of Jim Phillips. Yes, he is, Barney. They're changing all four tires on Elliott's car, and he's another car that's uh, really had the problem with overheating. And Junior Johnson's out there doing the work on the grill section. He's got the water hose out again as Elliott peels out of his pit and back on the racetrack here on lap 336. As hot, hot as that car has been running this afternoon, I'm sure Junior and them are real happy that they have not burned down the motor at this stage of the race, and hopefully they can come home with some kind of a top five finish here this afternoon. Rick Mass brings his car in. Ricky Rudd is in in front of Dick Brooks. Well, Rudd's in. They've got the right side done. They've got the left side loose. They're around jacking it up. It'll be a regular stop for them. They're trying to get the windshield clean. One thing about this racetrack, it lays east and west. Late in the afternoon, especially with all this rubber and the oil and stuff in the water, 
that's been spit out on the racetrack. The windshield is very, very critical. It really, really gets tough driving down into the first turn and uh, you're driving right into the sun. The lead, Mark Martin, as everybody now on the lead lap has pitted. He has two and four-tenths seconds over second place Dale Earnhardt. Morgan Shepard running in third spot, and fourth will be Bill Elliott. Here comes Kenny Wallison for service now as the uh, Robert Yates team, led by Larry McReynolds, goes to work on the Texaco Haviland Ford. We saw some smoke from Jeff Bodine. And there he goes to the garage. Jeff Bodine's day apparently done. We told you Dave Marcus parked his car earlier. Now Jeff Bodine becomes the 14th retiree of today's Mountain Dew Southern 500. And everything has contributed to an awfully high attrition rate here today. Wasn't that bad here last, uh, we're looking back in the record book, I think we only had five engine problems here in last year's Mountain Dew Southern 500. And I believe there were more than 30-some cars still running at the end of the race. Uh, if I was looking through the record book this morning, but it's not been that kind of a Day here at Darlington this afternoon. 338 laps are up on the scoreboard, and the stage is set for the finish here, assuming this race will stay green. Uh, you heard him tell Jim Phillips down on pit road they could get by with one more pit stop, and most of the front runners have made that right now. And Mark Martin is a leader. Dale Earnhardt will come out second behind him. He is probably a second and a half or so behind him. Let's pick it up as they come off turn number four and move down to the start finish line. There's going to be some lap traffic that both cars will have to get around around as they work back into turn number one. Martin falls in line behind the Jeff Gordon car, and again, Gordon uh, losing out of that last exchange. He goes wide, sees Martin coming, opens up the inside lane. Meanwhile, Earnhardt now backs his way off turn two. He's got to deal with the Rusty Wallace car and Jeff Gordon to catch up with Mark Martin. Martin is going to bypass Gordon into the banking of turn number three now. His car wiggles just a little bit as he settles into the bank. Earnhardt running about that second and a half behind him now in four. The attrition rate grows yet again. Brad Teague has parked his car now officially after being involved in the accident of earlier. Let's go to the garage, see if Dick Brooks has caught up with Jeff Bodine. Well, we're up in the trailer here. Jeff has uh, just came in. He's uh, kind of up in the front here getting ready to change clothes. And uh, we'll see. Jeff, it hasn't been, uh, hadn't been the best day in the world, but uh, they haven't got nothing tore up too bad. <laughs> yeah, got all our uh, arms are working, legs are working, hearts pumping. Uh, no, we missed the setup big time. I apologize to everybody. Uh, boy, we were just way off. Uh, ran good for a few laps, that's it. Uh, and we tried a lot of stuff. Uh, things started overheating, clogging the radiator up. We cleaned it a couple of times, but went back out there at the end, and I guess we cooked it and something broke. But, uh, you know, the XS Ford has, has been pretty consistent. you got to have a bad race now and then. This was one of our bad ones. Uh, and we tested tires here for Hoosier, and uh, they weren't that bad. It just we missed a setup big time. I need to say hi to Barry. He's back home. Kathy, uh, hope to see her soon. All right. That's... Uh that's uh, Jeff Bodine, and he's out for today. Mark Martin apparently has just burned his engine down. He dropped off the pace coming through three and four and is on the apron of the racetrack, and that's a heartbreaker for them, too. That'll be the 16th retiree if indeed he goes to the garage. For the moment, he is not. He is going to stay on pit road to the attention of Steve Meal and the boys. But, Jim, this is just the follow-up to what we had talked about earlier with the rising temperatures of the water, water temperature there on the Mark Martin car. Yes, he'd been a 260. He ran it that way a long, long time. It kind of stayed at 260. Then they come in on the pit stop, and they got it down to 245. But evidently, all this heat has uh, probably taken out a head gasket. They're trying to force water in it right now as Mark sits calmly in the car. And they're working on the left side of the engine compartment right there. So it's like it uh, could be over for Mark Martin. 
Now you got to feel sorry for those fellows. They have run so very hard today. Again, 15 drivers in the garage. Joe Nimichek engine failure. Harry Gant with an accident. Lake Speed's engine overheated. Likewise, Ted Musgrave, an oil pan problem for Dick Trickle. Overheating for Bobby Labonte. Jimmy Spencer and Derek Cope, separate accidents, sent them to the garage. Then overheating for Ward Burton, Jeremy Mayfield, Ken Schrader, Michael Waltrip, Dave Marcus, Jeff Bodine with engine problems, Brad Teague out with an accident. Those are the 15 drivers in the garage area right now, and that number could well grow to 16, pending what happens on the Valvoline car, and it's going to be pushed to the garage. Mark Martin will be retired as the 16th driver out of the event, again overheating the problem here today. Let's go to Pit Road. Well, Eli, I have the Mechanic of the Race Award, Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award, goes to Leonard Wood. So congratulations to Leonard. Leonard, $2,000 to you. Well, I'll say to appreciate that. Uh, Morgan's done a great job all day, and the pit crew's done a good job, so uh, we'll have to give the credit to them. Well, if anybody knows Darlington, though, you do. Well, we've been here a few times. And they've won eight times here at Darlington. As Eli pointed out, uh, third and wedge here at Darlington. And Morgan Shepard continues to give the car a good ride this afternoon. Leonard Wood, Western Auto Mechanic of the Race. Morgan Shepard just slipped a little bit up in three and four toward Alan Bestwick a moment ago, and Bill Elliott scooted by to drop him back to third. Let's pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Dale Earnhardt is the leader. What did you have, about two and two, two, and tenths, two seconds, tenths something? Yeah. Two and two tenths seconds now for Earnhardt over Bill Elliott in second. Morgan Shepard running in third. You talked about the Wood Brothers before and the longevity that guys have with that racing team. They put out a note this week in the press room that Jack Kendrick is beginning his fourth decade with the team. He's been with the Wood Brothers. He's the Jackman. Uh, well, actually, he's a Gashman, not the Jackman, but he's been with them now longer than anybody except Leonard and Glenn Wood. That's uh, an amazing feat right there into his fourth decade as a crew member. They've got a good, solid race team, and Morgan right now hanging on to third place here at Darlington. We'll be back. Uh, let me talk to Mark here just a minute. Mark, uh, he had an awful good running car today, but it fell short. Well, it just overheated. It's too bad. Uh the Valvoline team did a good job today. They were great on pit road, and uh, that's a big improvement for us. We were sure looking awful good there, but uh, too much water temperature finally burned it up. Well, that's Mark Martin. He's like everybody else. It's uh, what got him was a little overheating. Just take it all in stride here this afternoon. We'll be right back. Here at Darlington, five teams remain on the lead lap. Dale Earnhardt, Bill Elliott, Morgan Shepard, Ricky Rudd, and Sterling Marlin. Those are the five that have survived to this final race to the checkered flag. Dale Earnhardt now has a man right in his rearview mirror. Bill Elliott is closed from two seconds down to two car lengths down. Here they come out of turn number four, back to the stripe. Elliott is there within a half car length. Elliott might go for the lead in turn number one. Elliott holds the inside line. Looks like he'll try to pull even with Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt has the advantage. Again, Elliott is there. The fender alongside. Here comes Bill Elliott right up alongside Earnhardt. Elliott's red and white forward being waved on by the fans on the backstretch. He draws alongside Earnhardt, sets the car into three, slides up wide. Here's Earnhardt with the move, trying to get back down low. They're side by side in the middle of four. Elliott will come away with the lead. Bill Elliott never cracked the throttle going through the corner. He drifted a little bit high. Dale got a fender alongside, but that's all he could do. And now Bill pulls away two car lengths back in one. Bill climbs the banking of turn one to get by the Kyle Petty car. Earnhardt takes the same line up to the outside lane of the racetrack. Three car lengths between the Budweiser Ford and Dale Earnhardt in second. Elliott was a long way back just ten laps ago. 
Now he's pulled out to a 4-5 car length lead. His car still showing a little bit of that smoke that it's been showing all race long. But Elliott is on the move off of turn four. As we told you earlier in the afternoon, Bill Elliott has only led four other races this year. He led here earlier in the spring. He led at Talladega. He led at the Brickyard for one lap. And he led 13 laps, 26 miles at Michigan. Right now, he has taken over the lead with 11 laps to go here at Darlington, trying to secure what for him would be his fifth win at this legendary track. He's on the back stretch. Elliott now with some clear racetrack ahead of him. He's got a little ways to go before he'll catch up to the next lap machine in line. That'll be Greg Sachs's Ford now. Sachs is coming off of turn four. Elliott's right in the middle of three and four. Let's see what's going on down in Dale Earnhardt's pit. Jim? Well, Andy Petrie just put his stopwatch up. Uh, he knows that uh, said Dale hadn't said anything. Just to give you some time. Andy, you fell back a little bit. You were leading the race, and now Bill's got by you. What, Dale said anything? No, not really. I guess we're still a little bit loose. You know, and Bill's come on real strong, and our lap times are pretty good. He just come up through there and passed us, you know. Bill didn't do yourself bad in the points today, though. Well, it's not over yet, either. But, uh, you know, if we finish up like that, it won't be too bad. Andy Petrie, Dale Earnhardt's crew chief. The interval between first and second gets a little bit bigger. Bill Elliott's pulled away now by what would be very close to a full second. Let's get a report out of the Budweiser pit. Well, Mike Beam and the rest of the crew just sitting here counting the laps down. Several big smiles as Elliott went around. But the veteran members, Mike Beam, Daryl Andrews, Junior Johnson, all those guys, very stoic as they've had some cars leading most recently at Talladega toward the end of the race. Didn't come home with the victory. They're just sitting here on pins and needles. We asked Mike Beam, how's the water temperature? His eyes just kind of went up in the back of his head like, we really don't know. We're taking a chance. We're rolling the dice as hard as we can roll them and hope they come up seven. Dale Elliott's not won since November 15th of 1992 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. 52 races since he last visited Victory Lane. And right now it's all in his hands as he works his way down the back straightaway, lap 359. All the fans standing in the backstretch. Kind of reminds me of 1985 when Elliott was trying to get that Winston Million as he led over those last 10 laps. Almost everyone in the grandstands was waving their hats at him. It looks an awful lot like, like that on the backstretch grandstand now. Six laps to go for driver Bill Elliott. He came from nowhere to chase Dale Earnhardt down, just drove by him, and he's putting a lot of distance on him. And it looked like I saw a little wisp of smoke out of the car as he went off into one. Joe? Marty, we've seen that for the last 15 laps or so. It's not been getting really bad on Elliott's car, but we have seen a little wisp when he comes between turns one and two. Kind of interesting to note the fact he was so far behind and obviously just kind of waited to show his hand in the later stages of the race and here we are with suddenly in the last 10 laps he blows by Earnhardt gets by and now has about a 10 car length lead on Earnhardt. Well they don't give you uh, style points for leading earlier in the day. We've learned that time and time again this afternoon. Bill Elliott is waiting and biding his time as he works the high groove in turn two. Doesn't have to push the car real hard now because he picks up even more ground on Dale Earnhardt as he heads down the back straight away but Elliott is closing in on some lap traffic. Earnhardt is having all kinds of troubles getting through the corners all of a sudden so Elliott now is cruising away from him. He's got almost uh, about three seconds of a lead on Earnhardt. Elliott's going to come up in the back of Loy Allen's Ford off of four. Bill Elliott brings it out of turn number four and this crowd here at Darlington, a jam-packed grandstand, both front and back stretch, all on their feet, cheering him on this afternoon. Dale Earnhardt crosses the stripe as they work their way back into turn number one. He has a full straightaway length on the third-place car right now. That would be Morgan 
Shepard. He's in the backstretch. Elliott now working his way up on that lap traffic. Loy Allen's car in front of him. Then John Andretti in the STP Pontiac right in front of Loy Allen. Elliott, it looks like, might have eased off the pace just a little bit because he doesn't appear to be in any hurry to catch that lap traffic in four. He's got about four seconds now, I would guess, on second place man Dale Earnhardt. But there's no need to force the issue. Here comes the Budweiser Ford to the line. The separation from him back to second place Dale Earnhardt. Three and seven-tenths seconds as Elliott works with four laps to go. Hating situation on the Budweiser Ford. Must have stabilized. We're not seeing any more of that smoke coming through the car. As he comes off turn two, he'll swing wide to get by Loy Allen. Allen sees the leader there, gives him plenty of room. Elliott goes by. Next in his sights is John Andretti's car now. The red, white, and blue STP Pontiac. About five car lengths in front of Elliott's Budweiser Ford. Bill Elliott, you guarantee, is watching those gauges in there, just hoping that water temperature doesn't go out of sight, and he burns that engine down. As the laps wind down, he takes it back to turn one. He'll fall in behind John Andretti as he comes into turn number one. Swing up to the outside of the racetrack. Andretti not quite sure which way Bill will go, so now he as well goes wide. Bill not really pushing the issue. He'll fall in and follow the STP Pontiac. Down the back straightaway. Andretti running wide up up against the top side wall. Elliott draws up in his back bumper now. Which way is Andretti going to go? He goes up a little bit in the middle of three and four. Elliott's not even going to bother trying to put a move on him. He follows him off the corner. Here they come out of turn number four. Back to the stripe. The fans waving and watching. Now Andretti gets out of the way with two laps to go. Junior Johnson within a couple of miles of getting his 10th win as a car owner here at Darlington. Elliott makes his way by John Andretti, clears that car, got a lot of clear sailing directly ahead, exiting turn number two, looking way back. Earnhardt now just coming off turn two as Elliott goes into three. Elliott now off the throttle, eases into turn number three, that little wisp of smoke, just like we've seen almost all race from the car. Now he buries the throttle, heads off of turn number four. Bill Elliott coming out of turn number four, and the caps start waving in the grandstand as he comes by, takes the white flag and whistles down to turn number one for the final time. Let's follow him around here at Darlington. Once again, Bill Elliott not pushing the issue, just taking it easy. Again, a little wisp of smoke out of the back of the Budweiser Ford as he makes his way gingerly through turn two and onto the back stretch for the final time. Elliott halfway down the back straightaway, half a lap from victory lane now as the fans wave and cheer. He enters turn number three, running about 10, 15 car lengths behind Terry Labonte, the lap car. Elliott works his way cleanly off of turn number four. It's been 52 races since November of 1992. It's been a long Long dry spell, but Bill Elliott is back in a NASCAR Winston Cup victory lane, and man, the emotions just bubbling over in that Budweiser pit area for Mike Beam and the crew. It's been a long time coming, Winston. They are. Congratulations for Mike Beam. Also, congratulations for Junior Johnson. Junior, a great win for you. Congratulations. Thank you. We really tickled. I didn't think we were going to make it the way the thing is trying to run hot. We kept stopping the grill up with rubber. It was a pretty heatless time there for a little while. What was the temperature of the car toward the end of the race? Well, one time it got up to about 175 degree oil temperature and somewhere around, uh, I mean 275 and 265 water temperature and they just won't stand much of that. Junior Johnson, Mike Beam, and the Budweiser crew celebrating here on Victory Lane, or on, on Pit Road. They'll be celebrating in Victory Lane very shortly, and the car stood all it needed to as Bill Elliott comes down to the thunderous cheers here in the grandstand. We'll be back in a minute. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford and your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. Back at the Darlington Raceway, Bill Elliott is the winner. Dale Earnhardt will finish second unofficially. Morgan Shepard runs third. Ricky Rudd will finish fourth. And Sterling Marlin round out the top five. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. 
Well, Dale, you didn't win, but you gained some in the points race. Well, we did. Uh, Bill was too strong in our tent. Our car was just a little bit loose and got to work inside windshield. Everything's on the windshield so bad, but uh, our car was just wasn't what it was. Uh, Eric, that one run, uh, the last two sets of tires, I was loose. So yeah, congratulations to Bill. He needed to win, and uh, we did gain some in points, but uh, it's a long way to go in the race. Did the track change at all today? or did this, uh, You started out a little bit tight today, didn't you? Well, we did, and we adjusted for that. And track changed. I reckon we got loose. So Dale Earnhardt finishes second today. Unofficially, 231 points now, the separation between Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace as Rusty came home in seventh spot. Back downstairs, Winston Kelly. Seems like every time we come to Darlington in the top five or top ten is Morgan Shepard. Another good run for you here. Well, it was. You know, uh, the guys kept Justin on the Sitco Thunderbird today, and uh, we'd be a little bit too much one way, and then, then it'd go the other way. But uh, uh, we was fairly close. This was a new car, and... Uh, uh, I'm just glad to get back competitive and uh, miss some of the wrecks. There toward the end, it seemed to drop back a little bit from Bill after having caught up to Dale. Is that when the car kind of started getting loose a little bit on you? Yeah, it started getting a little bit loose. I, I was going to try to save my tires and make a run at Dale, but Bill was going so hard that uh, uh, we just had to sit there and, and hope for the best. Morgan Shepard and the Wood Brothers come home in third this afternoon. Let's go down to victory lane. Well, I'll tell you, there's a happy crew down here. Bill, it's been a long dry spell. You had a great career going. This was kind of commonplace. It's been a long time. How's it feel now? Well, I'll tell you what, it feels great. You know, Mike Beam and all the Budweiser crew did one fantastic job. You know, and I'll tell you what, we were kind of worried about the Hoosier tires at first. The Goodyear tires came around there at the end, and they were fantastic. You know, and everybody, you know, I'm sure that Amico oil it kept it in the, kept it staying together because one time there, the oil temperature was totally pegged on the thing all the way back around 300 degrees. I thought there ain't no way this thing's going to live. Darlington's a tough racetrack. How many times was it tough for you? All day long, 367 times. Uh, it's, uh, you have any close calls or anything? There wasn't, there wasn't many accidents, just everybody slipping and sliding. Now everybody was just pretty much out of control, you know, and when I got, when I started running there and I got to Morgan and the car really started working good there at the end of the race and I thought, I'm going to have a hard time getting to Earnhardt, but I got to Earnhardt kept on going, but it looked like Earnhardt's car got a little loose on him. You know what happened to that? You picked up time, you know, you got a little bit faster. Well, I gained on it. I knew I had to do it. All right. Well, it's a happy bunch of people in here. It's been a long dry spell, and uh, it's come back home for him. Let's go back downstairs to Jim Phillips. Well, Ricky Rudd, good run for you today. You overcome a lot to get that fourth-place finish. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, you know, all these guys on this Tide 4 team, really, that, the motor did a great job. I don't know how a motor runs at 260 degrees all day on water temperature, but every pit stop we had a chance to, we'd uh, open the hood, and they'd blow all the gravel and stuff out of the radiator and try to ice it back down, and that'd last a few laps, and temperature gauge would go back up. We just couldn't run in traffic if I did to, to peg the gauge and couldn't stand to blow the motor. How about the handling of the car today? Well, it really wasn't bad. Uh, what was killing us really are we've got to go to work on our pit stops. They're not the quickest, but I can't really blame the guys. We never practice. You know, that's part of the drawbacks to building a new race team, but we're going to hit it real hard. I know this winter, but hopefully in the next couple of weeks uh, we need to address it because the car is running good enough on the racetrack. We just lose track position on the stops. Well, I got to ask you, did you get more rest this week than you did last week? Oh, man, I tell you, even after 500 miles of Darlington, I still feel good, and I can't say the same about Bristol last week. All right, he had the birth of a new son, Landon Lee, last weekend at Bristol. Didn't get a lot of rest. Uh, they got some this week. Check in again with Winston Kelly. 
Well, we're trying to catch up with Sterling Marlin, whose truck's on the backside. Just talked to Tony Glover, the crew chief on the car. Said as soon as Sterling crawled out, he's not sure exactly where he went. We'll try to get a comment from him in just a moment. Quick reminder, the members of the media covering today's Mountain Dew Southern 500 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000 to Mark Martin, plus a $250 donation will go to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina from Goodies Pharmaceuticals and Mark Martin. Other post-race awards handed out today. You already heard Jim Phillips chat with Leonard Wood a little bit earlier, the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award winner. The other award that goes to a crew chief today is the Plastic Coat Winning Finish Award, and it's a long time coming for young Mike Beam. He takes home $2,000 from Plastic Coat as the winner today of the NASCAR Winston Cup stop at Darlington, the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Here at Darlington, South Carolina today, the Mountain Dew Southern 500 is in the books. Bill Elliott with the win, inducted into the Gatorade Circle of Champions. First time in a couple of years that that honor has fallen upon the shoulders of the redhead from Dawsonville, Georgia. Meanwhile, in the garage area, more race post-mortems, this time from the fifth-place finishing team of Sterling Marlin. His crew chief is Tony Glover. Well, Tony, last week at Bristol, sixth place today. You moved it up one-fifth, but you had to overcome the back straightaway to do it. Well, you know, that's, that's something we've got to work on is overcome our problems qualifying and, uh, you know, get the car qualified in the position that it needs to be in the top ten. And, uh, you know, then if we can start up front, pit on the front stretch, you know, we just don't have to have used our equipment all day long getting to the front. Well, I know you've had some problems, little problems that's uh, beset your team this year, but right now it, it looks like that you and Sterling are getting more together on your setups and everything. Yeah, you know, we've had, you know, we've had an up and down year, but we've been really competitive every week. We've just had, you know, just some uh, unfortunate, uh, or misfortunate things happen to us that's uh, you know cost us some some real good finishes but we've had a real competitive car every week and looking forward to the rest of the year that's tony glover sterling's crew chief sterling has uh, left we didn't get a chance to talk to him but we needed to talk to tony because they did have a good race car today that was another team that really struggled all day to overcome adversity and comes home with a good solid fifth place finish some of the final race numbers for you five cars on the lead lap 26 cars running out of the starting field of 42 Bill Elliott, who won, led a total of 20 laps today, while Ken Schrader, who eventually uh, came home well down the line after engine failures put him down to 32nd spot, led a total of 125 laps. 28 lead changes today among 10 drivers, six caution periods for 42 laps. Let's take a look at how they finish. Bill Elliott is the winner. Dale Earnhardt will finish second. Morgan Shepard runs third. Ricky Rudd fourth. Sterling Marlin finished fifth. Jeff Gordon was sixth. Rusty Wallace was seventh. Jeff Burton finished eighth. Dale Jarrett ninth. Terry Labonte tenth. Kenny Wallace is eleventh. Kyle Petty will finish twelfth. Darrell Waltrip thirteenth. Hut Strickland fourteenth. Phil Parsons fifteenth. John Andretti posts a sixteenth place run. Mike Wallace is 17th, Butch Miller is 18th, 19th is Greg Sachs, and rounding out the top 20 is Rick Mast. 21st will be Loy Allen, 22nd Bobby Hamilton, Steve Grissom finishes 23rd, 24th is Billy Standridge, and Mark Martin finishes 25th, 26th goes to Todd Bodine with Jeff Bodine finishing 27th, 28th will be Dave Marcus, Brett Bodine finishes 29th, and 30th will be Brad Teague. 31st today will be Michael Walchip, 32nd Ken Schrader, 33rd Jeremy Mayfield with Ward Burton finishing 34th. 35th is Derek Culp, 36th Bobby Labonte, Jimmy Spencer finished 37th, Dick Trickle came home 38th. 
39th place today goes to the Ted Musgrave efforts with 40th belonging to Lake Speed. Harry Gant finishes 41st in his final run at Darlington, and 42nd will be Joe Nimichek. He was first out of the event today with engine failure rather early. We have just been informed from NASCAR that the voters have now thought even further and have decided to hand the Goodies Headache Award to Ken Schrader as opposed to Mark Martin, who we, told, who we were told had received the award, but they have chosen to re-vote up in the press box and Ken Schrader after leading so many laps and eventually finishing 32nd takes home the goodies headache award though Mark Martin does hang on to the true value hard charger award today he was in the top five longer than anybody else throughout the course of today's Mountain Dew Southern 500 a quick reminder that you still have a chance to vote for your favorite driver and place him in the running for the McDonald's all-star race team by calling 1-900-370-1995 it's 95 cents a minute with the average call being two minutes and you must be 18 years of age or over to participate but why not vote now by calling 1-900-370-1995 as always we've got a busy week for you here on MRN radio each weekday morning Ned Jarrett will be along with his world of racing weekday afternoons Alan Bestwick brings you the latest news on NASCAR today our five-minute daily news program and of course Tuesday evening at seven o'clock Eastern time we'll open up the phones for your toll-free calls on NASCAR Live. Then next weekend, we'll be with you from Richmond International Raceway in Virginia. Our coverage starts on Friday with Bush Pole updates for the Winston Cup Series qualifying runs. That starts at 5.30 Eastern Time. Friday night, we'll have the Autolite 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series. That's at 7.15 Eastern Time. And Saturday evening, the Miller 400 again under the lights at Richmond International Raceway for the same NASCAR Winston Cup machines at 7.15 Eastern Time. And there are still some tickets remaining for the Friday activities at Richmond International Raceway. Want to give their ticket office a call this week and join us all up in the capital of Virginia. We want to thank Martha Oliver and Sherry Smith. They were the folks who kept us apprised of all the scoring news today and a busy day with 28 lead changes among 10 different drivers. Joe Moore and Alan Bestwick covered the action on the turns for us today with Dick Brooks, Jim Phillips, and Winston Kelly patrolling pit road. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli gold we congratulate the entire Budweiser racing team and driver Bill Elliott for their return to victory lane here in one of NASCAR's most traditional races the Mountain Dew Southern 500 from Darlington Raceway for all of us at MRN Eli Gold good night everybody MRN radio coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Darlington Raceway Sponsored by Pontiac and your local Pontiac dealer. Pontiac, we are driving excitement by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. By STP, makers of STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner. STP, drive a better car. By Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy drinking bush light. By Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76. By High Lake Myers Furniture. At High Lake Myers, we furnish America. By Wix Filters. You'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Dale Jarrett's car. By True Value. See your True Value hardware store. Help is just around the corner. By McDonald's. Drive through McDonald's for breakfast, the best start in racing. And by Dentine. 
Brush your breath clean with great tasting dentine. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Associate producer, Alan Bestwick. Chief engineer, Harry Howard. Production director, Clay Stalka. Affiliate relations, David Hyatt, Cheryl Knight, and Stephanie Ellis. Production assistants, Clark Moore, Sandy Good, and Sherry Owen. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation, celebrating 25 years of great NASCAR racing coverage. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.